Welcome to the show. It's Street Fight No Music Edition. It's Brian. I got Josh here with me. I got Jason in here with me for a little bit. We got the stream rolling. Uh, I'm taking calls tonight. You know, we said we were going to be back in three weeks. We're back. It's Brett's wife's birthday. He forgot until this week, so he's not here tonight. So unfortunately, you're stuck with me. Uh, so you're not going to get some good intro or anything like that. Uh, I'm just going to do a fucking podcast, you know? Uh, it's the, the number one anarcho comedy show. Uh, On any station. Spread this mess. Yep. All that stuff that Brett says is true. Yes. Let's get on the phones. I think uh, the best way to handle this show is to just get right on the phones and start talking to the listeners, right? Now, I'm, I'm having trouble working the mouse because I'm dumb. Get out of my way, audacity. All right, let's do a podcast. Uh, I got caller number one here. It's time to go. All right, here we come. Here we come. All right, you're on Street Fight. What's up? Who's this? No noise. Mr. Bones. Hello, are you there? It's Street Fight. Are you there? Hey, Brian, can you hear me? I can yes. hear you. What is up? How are you tonight? I'm good. Who, what's your name? Uh, little, little nervous after, after watching that. I was hoping I would be the first uh, to be getting rung in, but I'm here. No, you're the first one to call, so you're the first one to get on the air. That's how it works here. It's an egalitarian I think, I think, thing. I hop on pretty early. Yeah. I witnessed I, all, the, all the technical difficulties. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, when Brett's not here, I actually have to do stuff, and I melt down, actually. So, I know. I just had to walk out of the room and let my brother fix everything before we came in here. So, uh, what's going on tonight? Uh, not too much. I had a pretty good snow day today down in North Carolina. I have uh, heard that North Carolina. A lot of memes. How much yeah. snow? How much snow? Uh, we got six inches in Raleigh. Okay, that's a lot of snow. Hey, I'm a Columbus guy. It's early December. Uh, yeah, it was it was rainy and shitty the rest of the day though. Uh, me and the me and the wife to be watched uh, Muppets Treasure Island, uh, King of the Hill, and then Muppets Christmas Carol. Are you gonna have to go to work tomorrow? Do you think? No, I'm uh, I'm been underemployed uh, recently. Well, that's better than going to work on a snow day, I think. I mean, just from, yeah, well, from my well, it's experience. Better, it's better than going on to work on, like, the day after it snows when it's uh, kind of icy and wet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, uh, I, I don't know, <laughs> six inches is a lot here, so I imagine down in the Carolinas it's a lot for you guys, huh? It is, yeah. Uh, we don't have the facilities to prepare for it. We're not going to fare so well when the climate catastrophe intensifies. I wonder if this has to do with that. That's what, like, we're not ever allowed to say that because, like, we've yelled at conservatives forever for being like, oh, it's snowing. Well, oh, that's nice global warming for you. But then it's like every time it snows or something like that, you're like, see, this is the, this is climate change, folks. That all the weather that yeah. you hate so. sucks is because it's climate change. <clears throat> It's just drastic activity in every in every respect. It does. It sucks too. I hate every, it. Everything's to the extreme. 
global weirding. Well, I think they call it. <laughs> that's cool though. It, like when things are to the extreme, that's cool. When I was growing that's up, that's what radical. you said. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's cool. like it's like you're you're sitting around thinking like a lot of the time when the weather when when like the weather is good when it's not supposed to be. You're like, I can handle this, and then when it's bad, you're like. In 20 years, it's going to be a hundred times fucking worse, you know? <laughs> or I guess that's yeah. what the government said. Like, I saw recently that Donald Trump was, uh, that like, the government did this whole thing where they were like, climate change is going to destroy our economy in, like, 20 years or something like that. And the president was like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't, I don't believe that, though. Oh, well, I mean, he's got, what, five years left? I thought, no, I thought he said, like, I don't really care. I won't be there. Yeah, I mean that's a lot. That's his whole base, like though. That. That's his whole base, though, right? Is they're like, I don't really care. I'm not going to be there. And even us should I'm not going to be around. Yeah. <laughs> even I mean, most of us are going to end up in a in like a school shooting or something. So we're probably not going to be around either. <laughs> Jesus, I'm sorry. Did you, uh, did you see that picture I posted? <laughs> Of the uh, there's that there's that meme that's been going around a lot with uh, with the cops that made the really small oh yeah you posted about that on Twitter the cops that made the really uh, small bust with like the bag of stems yeah yeah a whole bag of I put, stems I put I put you shrugging like your slumping photo I put you on the table <laughs> fourteen dollars in one dollar bills that they spread out across the whole length of the table mm -hmm. I love those pictures yeah they're always trying so hard to get. Like they're always trying so hard to get something there, like like a uh, like a big bust, and when they lay it out, it never looks impressive. Like they should basically never lay it out unless they're standing in a whole room full of weed. Like because weed is the least impressive. First of all, weed's the least impressive drug bust that you can do. On top of maybe like kratom, Correct. maybe or 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 it's the easiest to detect. Yeah, or the other one that's really pathetic sometimes is like cocaine like they'll put like the smallest amount and be like that was enough for 10,000 people or something yeah most people can't afford most people cannot afford a, small, a significant quantity of cocaine it's always a little baggy of it yeah 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 i mean nobody has a brick of cocaine <laughs> they think that people had they think the dealers have bricks of cocaine and it's like the only people that have bricks of cocaine are like in colombia and stuff are you plugged in at all to the different uh, Twitter accounts associated with the NYPD and they'll post shit um, like it's $20 worth of weed in a little baggie and then like a two-inch pocket knife and they're like, we just seized this, keeping you guys safe? Yeah, yeah, I, I see them a lot like posting their fines and their busts and stuff like that and I'm never... I mean, like, I get more, I, I, uh, I don't have a lot of weed on me now, ever, but there have been times in my life where I walked around with a quarter pound in my pocket, and that looks like a lot of, well, it's not in your pocket, you gotta kinda put it down your pants, <laughs> it looks like a lot of weed, you know, it looks like, it looks like a ton, but the, even that is like 500 to $600 worth of weed or something, it's like, they, they don't get any, I don't know. I mean, I guess, like, any bust is bad. Because, like, the thing I think about with that bust that everybody's making fun of now is that somebody is in jail for that and is going to have to go to court for that. So, mm -hmm. that's... I, like, always worry about the people that have to go to jail or court or something for some bullshit. Because that's what it is. It's just bullshit. Like, weed is legal almost everywhere. 
But they busted a grower. That's what it is. That's why they found a whole bag of stems. I'm willing to bet that they didn't bag those stems up. Like the people that did it didn't bag those stems up. They did. Or they bagged them up to make butter or something out of them. Because you can't make butter out of stems. But that like yeah, takes like so fucking long. Yeah. I mean, but even then, it's like most... I think that's what a lot of people thought it was. Yeah. Most people just throw them into fucking trash anyway. You know, stems are trash, basically, is what I'm trying to say. You can handle $70. 70 bucks. 14 ones. I'm looking at it again. God, that shit gets me. Fucking losers, man. They're just losers. They, like, ruined somebody's... Like, they they ruined a normal person's day. Like, just a a normal person is trying to provide a service... For the community, like people obviously want weed, and if you don't want people selling it, then maybe you should. Uh, if you don't want people selling it, then maybe you should sell it to. Maybe you should like let people sell it. Like that's what I wonder. I I haven't talked to any like weed experts or anything like that, but I wonder what happens when the federal government uh, decriminalizes it. Like what happens after that? If like if the federal government It'll be on a state by state basis. Yeah, but I even wonder, like, if once they deschedule it, if some state, some people in some states aren't just like, fuck it, I'll open a dispensary and just see what happens, you know? Like, because mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I can see, I, I don't know if that would happen because, like, liquor stores, it wouldn't, like, nobody would open their own liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be cool if somebody opened their own liquor store. But like, uh, it would be nice if if they de descheduled it, and then like, I would feel like the next step would be to try to get really liberal uh, weed laws. That's what I want: weed laws where I can grow the shit myself. You know, it, it needs to be at the gas station where they keep the lighters. Like you walk up to the cash register, you know, they have the gum there and. That stuff, like, oh, yeah, I'll take a little bit of this. I mean, some of you the... You know sh- where you should have to get your clone? <laughs> so, some of post the... Post office. Yeah, that would be nice. A post office little weed section, just so you can set up your get own your thing. Saved, get yeah. a clone. Yeah, hell yeah. You can take a little class there. And, uh, you know what? You can take a class at the DMV. Yeah, a class on how to grow. Mm-hmm. I want postal banking and postal baking. Yeah, right. Postal <laughs> baking, baby. Yeah, I, I just I uh I, I just am never impressed when they bust people and it's like more fun to it, like it's great that they're getting made fun of. It's like part of me thinks that maybe sometime in the future they'll have some shame, you know, and they won't bust people because it I we've gotten know. to a point now where it's almost like there's more shame in them busting people than there is in than there is like valor that you get for it. You never look at the comments of a picture of a bust. You never look at the comments of that and see anybody like, good job getting that off the streets. It is all people making fun of them. Guarantee you, though, those cops feel like they just brought down the guy that Johnny Depp played in Blow. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. What was, uh, what was the department or what police department was it? Oh, I don't know. I ne- I got that picture on oh, Twitter crazy. when a guy pointed out that it was only $70. So all I saw was the picture. And then I saw the cops. Yeah, I, I think it, what state that was in. I think it was a small town. It was like a small township in a state. Like, And it was probably just some guy that pissed the cops off, you know? Probably a fucking... Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm guessing right, it's a sovereign citizen that annoys the police all the time. Or some guy that they've busted for drunk driving 15 times. And they're just like, I'm tired of this guy. I got to get rid of them. Sir, I don't have to roll my window down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they hate sovereign citizens. I mean... 
the thing that oh, the yeah. the thing that the left and the cops have in common is their like weirdness about sovereign citizens. I'm with. I mean. Half the time, I'm like, oh, I like these guys. They're a pain in the ass for the state. But then the other half of the time, I'm like, why do they all got to be racist? Like, why does it have to be all, like, racist conservatives, you know? Jesus. Well, you know, in the 90s, those guys were shooting at cops. And now those guys want to kiss and hug cops. Yeah, yeah, for sure they do. Well, you got anything else? No, man, I'm uh, I'm kind of high right now, so I don't have a lot, a lot going on up here. <laughs> well, thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. I needed the help tonight. Mm-hmm. You got Twitter or anything you want to tell people about? Um, no, I just post a lot of stuff on the Street Fight page right now. I, yeah, I did like your DNR pictures. That was pretty fun. Those are the best. Thank you so much for doing those. You're welcome. We're going to get some dinars soon. We'll try to mail you some. we got some you're dinars coming boy. in the mail. My and it's a, it's a pleasure to have the horniest man on the internet as my muse. <laughs> I'm not horny. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Don't call me horny. Bye, Brian. Brian is not I almost, horny. I almost hit ban caller for him calling me horny. To imply otherwise is actionable. Yeah, that's actionable, I think. I don't know what that means, but uh, oof, that balance just keeps going down. I'm looking at the money you have to pay, and I can't put money on the account because I don't have Brett's uh, credit card. So who knows how long we're going tonight, baby. Right, call, baby. What's up? It's Street Fight. Who's this? Hi. Um, my name actually, I've called before. I went by Taryn. My sister's name for Terry. What's up, Taryn? How are you tonight? Good. Hey, um, yeah, so I'm calling from Central Florida, and I was actually calling because um, I'm trying to turn in my resignation letter this week. I'm trying to quit. Congratulations. <laughs> and, um, thank you. I didn't want to ask my dad or my sister for advice because I figured they would tell me to just, like, keep my mouth shut. But I'm trying to write, like, a really saving resignation letter. I I did I, I did an exit interview once that was really scathing, but I always feel like like I, I you, you know you're probably not if you're running to write a scathing letter then you're probably not worried about their reference for you. <laughs> so I would just I mean you're quitting and you're gonna go drop that letter on the table and you I would just write whatever who cares I mean write all the things that pissed you off. That's what I did. I, when I did, I didn't write a resignation letter because I never do. I guess, can, are you doing two weeks notice? Yeah. Oh. So it's like, it's like a situation where uh, the hierarchy is out of control. Like there's an owner, a vice president, my general manager. Then there's another just like operations manager, two more floor managers, an office manager. It's just crazy. So I'm going to, the only person I respect is my GM. And so I was going to give him the hard copy. And like he's already okayed me on like references. I can use him for references. And so I'm basically just ripping everyone else apart in my, like, like a voter manager <laughs> review of everyone. Um, how, how, how would it be like, uh, like part of me thinks, and and I I don't I hate to be like your your sister and your father, 
and stuff. But part of, part of me even thinks that like it's more if you want to do it the fun way, which is what it sounds like. Quitting the fun way is is a way. That's the way I've always thought about it. Is to give the yeah. two weeks and be an asshole for those two weeks. You know, get everything out of you in that two weeks. Write a nice, respectful uh, letter of resignation, and then for that two weeks, just just be a fucking heel. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of have been doing that for like the last few years, like really just up their asses, like about every little thing. Because it's, it's, it's like even this, this past weekend, I've had to like go in and revise my my letter again already because of the way like a, a girl I work with who has been mistreated and like discriminated against for sure time and time again. Like, and I've gone to the owner and like had a big to do about it, and they just absolutely turned the heat, brushes under the rug, done nothing. And so she quit this past weekend because one of our, like, new managers in training for a second location in front of a lobby full of guests, uh, who, there was a guest who was, like, totally disrespecting my coworker, and in front of a lobby full of people, a manager told my coworker to shut up and go downstairs <sighs> and go away. So you went in and you were like, I need to re- re- redo this this resignation letter because the manager was an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I need to make it like even worse than it already was. Cause I don't know. Yeah, they deserve no mercy for sure. That's it's awesome, really, though. So. I mean, like, the thing is, when you don't have anything to lose, you can really get things done on the way out the door. Or, you know, it's like with the, a lot of times with me, I, I always take solace in that thing where it's like, you're the boss. And, uh, it's, it's, I always have that thing where it's like, you're the boss and, uh, and I, I'm just going to, I'm going to destroy this person on my way out the door, but I have to be, uh, a, but, but like, uh, I also have to get through two weeks. That's the problem is the getting through two <laughs> weeks. And, and, it, and some of the things you say, like for me, a lot of times it's like, I take solace in the fact that I've said something mean that they're going to think about when I leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? When they lay their head down on their pillow at the end of the night, I've said something that's that made them probably think, you know? I think if you if you put stank on it on the letter, then they might kind of immediately detect that hostility and kind of, you know, tune it out, but if you want to really hurt their feelings, maybe take like be kind of measured and calm and collected, like, try to, I guess, I don't know. I'm trying to When you say, like, the hostility, like, they'll say that you were hostile the whole time, too. Because that's what happens when you leave a job a lot of times, is they just start bad-mouthing you when you leave, like, they were never good anyway. Yeah. You know, they'll they'll give you, oh, she was never, she never liked this job anyway, she was never good anyway. Which, to me, is like, then everything you say, they kind of take it away. But then again, it's like you deserve you deserve satisfaction. Like that, there's only two times you get to really be who you are at a job, and that's one when you put in your two weeks notice, and two after you've stopped giving a shit. Like if you if you had already gone through a phase where you had stopped giving a shit, then uh, yeah, you know. But I I just say go through that two weeks and just. Just have fun. Just do all the fun stuff. <laughs> the place on fire. 
Yeah, my uh, I've been in a unique position kind of where I actually like am a crossover, kind of like a mid-management position situation where I cross over between like working on the floor and working in the office. So I actually had to train all of our new managers. So they're in like this awkward position where they kind of kiss my ass even though they technically have a higher position than me, which is another thing that is like so fucked up, like I'm a 24-year-old girl, and so rather than take me seriously and promote me to being the, the floor manager, I really feel like they just went out and hired some goofy bald dudes who are older than me because they think that they'll be taken seriously, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I, I don't know what it's like to work like as, a, as like a woman at, at one of these places, especially somebody in authority. But I do know that after talking to my wife about her job and she kind of feels like she doesn't uh, she doesn't really want authority, you know, because she's worried that uh, she's just kind of worried that uh, people won't listen to her, won't respect her, things like that. So uh, I, I, I definitely I wonder. I got I'm sorry. I'm putting more money on the account here. All right. Yeah. No, I, there's an account here that you have to like, in order to do the call-in show, we have to pay to do it. So I have to like put money in it and it didn't have enough and I'm watching it go down. So it's going down really fast. It seems to be. Yes, y'all. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully the next time I call in, I'll have like a glorious quitting story. Throw something but, uh, at somebody. That's what I did when I uh, when I quit, and it was wonderful. I hope so. We believe in you. <laughs> did you say vomit on someone? Well, throwing up on somebody works too. I just meant throw something. I threw salad dressing at a guy. Uh, <laughs> oh God, yeah, I don't want to vomit, but. Uh, <laughs> is there a uh, is there some kind of like a break room fridge where people put their lunches? Is there something like that there? Oh, God, I don't even want to talk about it because it's actually like a, a world-class like wine and cheese shop, so the cheese situation is disgusting. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe uh, cook up some Brussels sprouts for lunch, wink, wink, and then just leave them there and don't <laughs> eat them, and they stink up the place. <laughs> All right, well, well thank, you, thank you for calling in. Thank you. Bye. Night. All right, the money situation's handled. I put money in the account all by myself. I don't know whose credit card it went on, but, you know, what are you going to do? It's all in there. I, the information's in there. Somebody's going to get charged $35. It's not going to be me. So Street Fight is brought to you by the by generous support I think it's, of viewers like you. I think it's Brett's credit card. <laughs> <laughs> he puts it on here when I'm not here, you know. Uh Let's settle in for a minute here. We like to settle in usually and and get moving. I like came right on and started taking calls. I'm not used to this. It's it makes me nervous to be here without Brett because he's usually doing a lot of talking. You know, I sense a little tension. There's tension. There's tension. Thank you for sensing that. I need to hire a masseuse to come in here when Brett's not here. I think that would be the the setup for me. We could uh those uh. At spas and stuff where you lay face down and there's that hole for your face. Mm -hmm. We could do that. We could just have the mic on the floor and then we're lying on those tables getting massages while we do the show. Just going, ugh, ugh, oh, oh, I love this massage. 
No, it's it's fun. I like doing the call-in show. It's not a problem. There's no music. I can't play music this week, which makes it difficult. You might have to deal with, like, five minutes of silence. That's just the way it is. I sometimes need a break. I might take a break. Let's get this next caller on. They've been waiting for an hour. We got callers waiting for an hour, and we're just sitting here goofing off, Josh. What's up? It's Street Fight. Who's this? What's up? It's Casey from Michigan. What's up? How you doing up there in Michigan? The legal weeds. Do you guys have legal weed yet? Pardon? Do you have the recreational weed yet? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah, uh, I think it passed, like, a week ago about. Do they have I the have stores yet? Oh, no. I don't know, actually, because I'm up north in the Northwoods. All that stuff, so yeah. Okay, well, what's going on tonight? Not much. Uh, I had a uh, I had a um, band concert uh, um, this afternoon, so that was tight. Um, I'm just chilling in bed. I got on the queue at like ten thirty, so I've been you know scrolling Twitter, um, checking out the street by the Discord, all the. Are you in a band? You're, stuff, you're, so. you're in a band. Is it like a, a marching band concert or a, a like a band? Um, um, it's a um, uh, so basically it's a uh, college slash it's a college slash uh, college slash uh, community band there, and I'm the only like high schooler in, in there. So that's yeah. cool. That's cool though. Right. Hey, what are you playing? Yeah. Uh, I played the euphonium. The what? Like a uh, small tuba. Uh, it's a, a small tuba, pretty much. Nice, nice. My my yeah. daughter played the saxophone for a while, and then like all the cool kids quit band, so she quit too and went to choir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know they make them pick one of the two so she was like well all my friends are doing choir so I'm gonna quit this saxophone thing I'm like yeah that's a really good reason to like quit playing an instrument fucking <laughs> <laughs> like teenagers wow. did you rent or buy the saxophone I, I rented it I spent a lot of money on that thing that never came back to me a couple thousand dollars mm. on that thing yeah fifty dollars a month wow. for that's two fun. years Maybe not yeah, a couple thousand. Um, wow! In the um, six to six to eight years I've been in a um, school band, I, I I'm not paying. I've, I've not paid a single dime for any of my um for any of my um in- instruments. How so. do you get them? So, yeah. Is it like a? It, yeah, do you I steal them, or do they just give them to you? They just gave it to it. I did um I did um. Rent through the um through, through the um thing they have the um Myers music rep that that comes in that whole sales pitch bull crap like yeah uh, stuff so yeah I, I dodged that got yep well I think fifth through well I played trumpet fifth through eighth grade so so I think my dad paid like two hundred bucks for the uh, for a like basic trumpet so yeah so that worked out and come like eighth grade i switched to youth because like we needed a like voice down there and then yeah 
Nice, nice. Yeah, I think it's bullshit. I think it's bullshit that they make kids pay for those instruments. I know that it's like, who's going to have them? The school should damn have the instruments, man. Especially, that's the way to, that would be the way to go. It's like, if the school had the instruments, more kids would play the instruments. I didn't play an instrument because I didn't want to ask my parents for money, and I didn't want to be in the band. Right. I'm sure Groveport, where we went to school, you, you have to bring your own instrument, but if you went to like... I don't know. If you lived in Dublin or somewhere. somewhere no, you have north. to buy them everywhere. Anywhere, I mean, really? my daughter goes to a rich school. I just, and they, yeah. They'll put you on payments for like 50 bucks a month. But hell, I don't know what you do. I, I, $50 a month automatic like uh, withdrawal is a kick in the nuts every single month. <laughs> I just assumed that there was like a room in fancy schools. I feel that. Yeah. Well, I was in my brokest time when she started. Like we, I was, I was still in college when she started playing that instrument. And it was like fifty-five a month coming out of the account. And it was just killing me every month. I'd just be looking at it. I can't tell you how many times it overdrew my bank account because I just was like not paying attention. I didn't know what day it came out, and then one day it's like, oh, there went fifty-five dollars. <laughs> time to figure out how to live. Well. Yikes. Uh... Hey man, thank you. Thank you for yeah. calling in. Thanks, man. Yes. All right. You got yeah. any? You got a Twitter you, you want to say? It. You got Twitter you want to say? Uh, Twitter, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Casey underscore Gap Salads. Um, I'm Street Frog. Um, radio. Cool. There, so nice. Well, yeah. we'll follow him. He's Street Frog Radio. All right, man. We'll talk Street to you Frog later. Radio, yeah. Have a good night. Yeah. Hi. I'm Googling. Thank you for Googling him. I'm Who's Googling. been on longest? Who's been on longest? 20-minute call. I'm Googling euphonium. Euphonium. Hey, it's Street Fight. Who's this? Is this a skeleton? Hey. Hey, what's up? Who's this? Hello? Hello? You there? Brian? Yep, that's me. Who's this? <clears throat> Hey, Brian, it's Russell. What's up, Russell? How are you? <laughs> hey, man. How's it going? Which Russell is this? Is this Russell I know? Yeah, yeah. Russell, what's up, dude? <laughs> I should have had you come yeah, up here up with here? me. <laughs> yeah. You could have yeah, come I over. signed t- up for Twitch. Oh, yeah. you signed up for the Twitch? You, sh- you could have come over two blocks and just sat here and watched me drown in this room <laughs> all alone. <laughs> What's going on tonight, man? Uh, nothing. I'm just watching the stream. Uh, the beard looks good. I haven't seen you. But... People like the beard. The people are into my new beard look now. It doesn't look as good if I go like to the side here for the people on Twitch. To, to the side, it looks a little know. bad. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I think it looks good. But it looks I'm good from the front. I look like a rugged man now. Instead of the baby-faced sweetheart I was for so long. <laughs> What's going on tonight, Russell? Uh, nothing. I'm just sitting at home. Laura's not here, so I uh, thought I would mess around on the internet. So I got I got a question. I, I'm, I'm going to ask the... Uh, from now on, I'm asking these questions tonight to everybody. Did you get a Christmas bonus? Uh, no... Uh, the library doesn't really do that. They give you like extra time off 
but yeah, you don't get like extra money. Okay, so you got a little extra time off though. Well, just the days off you get, right? For Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Do you? I get- mean, they're pretty. They're pretty generous, though. I mean, like you get like, like this year we get like twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty fifth, twenty sixth off. Okay, like, that's cool. That. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's not bad. Nobody should ever have to work the day after Christmas. That's a belief I have. Oh yeah, that's like fucking disgusting. I know, because everybody on Christmas, like, if Christmas isn't on a Friday or Saturday. All people do is sit around and think about how, to, how they have to go to work the next day. It's pointless. You know, my wife has to go to work on Christmas Eve and the day after Christmas. So what even is Christmas? You know? Yeah. Christmas is... <laughs> what is it? It's barely anything, really, if you don't get two days <laughs> off out of the deal. Any holiday... You should get two days off or, like, every holiday should just complete out to a long weekend. I think that is perfect. So like if let's say since Christmas, I think is on a Tuesday this year, everybody should be off Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And then they can go back to work on Thursday until New Year's. I I really think everybody should get that whole week between Christmas and New Year's off too. Yeah. Like Christmas to New Year's should just be, you know, it doesn't feel like a real week to me. And like this year, last year we did a live show that week, which every year we're like, we're taking the rest of the year off. And then I get weird and I'm like, we should do a live show that week between Christmas and New Year's because it feels like we haven't done anything in a while, but we've just done three in a row. So I don't think I'm going to get weird like that. <laughs> And I'm leaving on January 4th for 10 days to the west coast of this fine United States. I will be on tour. You can find all the info online. If you're in Seattle, Portland, Eugene, San Francisco, or Los Angeles, you will get to see me and Brett live. And in some cities, you know, a place like San Francisco, you might get to see some special guests that are deeply tied to the show that are around about once a month that I talk to a lot or even uh, you know in LA you might see some guests that used to be around that haven't been around as much that have moved to LA we're going to do it up this year on this tour for all you people out there on the west coast it's going to be fun sorry for the plug in the middle of your call <laughs> Russell <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know how to do that stuff because Brett no, does that, it. That's a, that was a really good segue. You know, I feel like. So my next question yeah. is: good. Do you have to buy a gift for your boss this year? Oh no. No. Have you ever done that? Yeah, I don't know. Like we're kind of touchy feely at the library, so no. Yeah. That's pretty nice though. My wife had to buy a gift for her boss, and it irritated the shit out of me the whole time I was there. Like she's like, oh yeah, we. She's like, yeah, we got to get my boss. uh, Well, she asked for a casino gift card, and I was like, we ain't driving to the casino to get a gift card. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Did she pitch in for the boss? Wait, wait, wait. The boss is getting a casino gift card. That's what she asked for. That's not what she got. Also. Like, the casino has a gift card? I know. I I know. I can't. Like, you can go in and gamble on a gift card. Like, it doesn't make any sense. But, yes, apparently you can drive to the casino and get a gift card. So I was going to do that. But Uh, then I said, this is for your boss. And, you know, 
I'm philosophically opposed to buying your boss stuff. I, I mean, I yeah, sort I, of feel like your boss owes you something. Like, a cut <laughs> of the profits. <laughs> so, no, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to ask you, um, like, you've talked about on the show previously, uh, how much Christmas gives you, like, anxiety. Yeah. And, uh, I wanted to I wanted to ask like what do you think the source of that is? Do you think it's like having a family or with a kid or I may have figured it out is? this year. This year might be the year I figured it out because we cut, took a bigger cut of the Patreon this month for mm-hmm. so that we'd have money our both of our wives birthdays are this month and then Christmas is this month so we just took an extra $1000 this month and I'm not having it right now i'm not having the anxiety i haven't been depressed this year i've kind of been in the spirit because there's money in my bank account and i'm not like i only have two more people left to buy for i'm not like struggling to get stuff and i just i feel fine this year i feel a lot better this year but in the past yeah i I think it was the kid too i mean when you have a kid once they start to figure christmas out you know, when they believe in Santa, they believe that all the gifts come from magic. Mm-hmm. So they're not, like, really careful about what they ask for, you know? And then for the few years after yeah. they're yeah. after they don't believe in Santa anymore, they'll be in your stuff. They just think that, like, this is the type of year where I get stuff. So they ask for, like, you know, a $500 camera or something like that. And then, you know, as a parent, you don't really want people. You don't want to let your kid down. You want to try to make it as great as you can. And, like, I'm not a dumb guy, so I'm not going to go buy my daughter the cheapest camera in the world. I'm going to buy her the camera she asks for. I'm not going to go to, like, Big Lots and buy a camera that looks like a good camera or anything like that. Oh, see, that's, that's what my parents would have done. <laughs> they give me the thing that's, like, adjacent to the thing that I want. You know, not quite, not quite, not quite that thing, but... Right, that's what Brett was looking before the Black Friday show, the Make Black Friday Red show. Brett was Brett was looking through uh, the catalogs and he found one that had like an iWatch. It was called something like iWatch Air Touch Five, and it was a watch. It was supposed to look like an Apple Watch, but it had like all the Apple words on it, but it wasn't an actual uh, yeah. Apple Watch, and it was like forty bucks. And I mean, so yeah. many kids are getting that this year, and I yeah, feel for yeah. them. Dude, I yeah, I saw this kid um, that comes to my branch, and he, he had like I thought was, you know, an Apple Watch. Something I was like, damn, like you got an Apple Watch? You're like seven, uh, but it was it was not quite that. It was like it it lit up and like did all the apps, you know, like showed them. But like when you clicked on them, they didn't really. Too much. Oh no! I saw a woman at Target. I think this is going to be on the basement show, maybe, but I'll, I'll just say it here. I saw a woman at Target who uh, went to buy a. Uh, she had bought something at Target earlier in the day on Black Friday when I get a charging cable, and she was just fucking handing these guys in the electronics section their ass about a tablet that she'd bought earlier in the day that was like trying to charge her for 
Candy Crush. She was just so fucking mad about this cheap this thing she bought for like no money, you know, like you, you, you bought a tablet for 60 bucks and you expected it to do something. It's like the target is never going to give you a deal like that on right. something good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like, I mean, like I deal with that shit all the time at the library. Like, uh, someone's grandma or grandpapa, like they got gifted a tablet uh, over Christmas, you know, and it's like they they come to the library to like figure out what it is, and uh, I, I just feel bad the yeah. whole time. Because it's like by giving them this thing, you've like you've actually just like fucked their life up like, in, a, in a small way. You've you scared know? them away from technology for sure. You yeah. know? Do you yeah. remember when they were selling? Do you remember when they were selling those phones called the Jitterbug? That was just like for yeah. old. I think it had like four buttons for little <laughs> yeah. kids. It was for par- yeah. it was for old people. It uh, was it had all the yeah, phone for buttons. Old people to figure out the phones, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it was just a piece of junk that didn't do anything. It's like sit down, listen. If you're gonna buy electronics for your grandmama or grandpapa, sit down with them, teach them how to use them, and get yeah, them the I real know. thing. You know? Yeah, you should give them the real thing. You know, like, uh, don't give them the... I mean, like, you want to give them something easy to use. I understand that. But it's like, you don't want to give them the fucking, like, the, like, dog shit Android tablet that doesn't do anything and it's like, fucked up constantly, you know? like. Yeah, get the... That's, here's the thing about it, and it sucks to say this, and I'm not doing a commercial... And I was just talking to Jason about this outside before we started recording. But the Apple stuff is user friendly, and that's why it's so yeah, expensive. The Apple stuff, you yeah. Know, like it, that, that's like it's dumb to like, you know, have like loyalty for Android or Apple or whatever. But it's like I don't know. The Apple stuff is easier to use. Yeah, a parent can, a grandma, a boomer can sit down. I mean, obviously they're going to get it and they're going to spend like their whole retirement on Iraqi dinars anyway, but at least they'll know how to use it and they'll get some functionality out of it. (laughs) That's the thing about boomers in the internet now is they're just getting drained on there because they'll just believe everything. They think it, they, they don't understand that that is like not, that's just like the real world. Like, you don't get anything for free. They hear that people are getting movies for free on the internet, and they think that that means, like, well, all this stuff is free. Uh, yeah. All right, Russell, thanks for yeah, calling in, and enjoy right. the stream, yeah. man. All right. I'll all right. talk to you later. I'll see you later, man. We'll all have right. to hang out. All right. Bye. Okay. All right. Later, dude. Bye. It's got to suck so much more to be a poor kid now than it was just even... 10 years ago, 20 years ago. I mean, you can still get the stuff. A lot of times they still get the stuff. Uh, I know they don't, I mean, like, not all poor kids get it, but it does have to suck that, like, you don't have a phone. You don't have, like, because I see people, like, talking talking about how I'm not going to get my kid a phone until they're 18, and it's like, they're then they're going to be, like, stifled in their social life because all the kids are on the phone all the time. Right. You know, but if you can't afford a phone, you can't afford a phone. But generally, they're handing out iPhones for free, basic. Well, not free, but they'll give anybody one. And then you can pay a huge payment on it every month. And, you know, you hope that 
you get like I, I know for me it was like the year I bought it. It was like I don't have any money. I went to the Sprint store and like sat down and was like, I need three iPhones, <laughs> and they were like, okay, we'll get them for you. And then I just paid an extra like two hundred dollars a month on my yeah. bill for like a year. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're on Street Fight. What's up? Hello. Yeah, this is you. How's it hey, going? Who's this? Me. Yeah, I can hear you. This is Eugene, this is Eugene Debs. How are you doing tonight? All right, what's up, Eugene Debs? The the Eugene Debs. Wow. Yeah, this is our biggest caller yeah, yet. This is a, maybe it is a skeleton. The, the Eugene Debs, yeah. Okay. The skeleton coming from the grave. Cool, cool. Yeah, so man, first 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 time, long time. Um, I I heard you guys uh, talking on the. Um, Talking on the uh, before you started, uh, I mean, Brian, you might be the heart of the show, but uh, sounds like Brett is definitely the brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he does all this stuff. So when I come in, Brett and Jason set everything up, and I walk around and pace and film myself fucking around and sing stupid songs. But since Brett's not here today, I had to come in and do Brett's part. Not good. Not yeah. good work there. Yeah. yeah. It's good, man. But you're definitely the you know you're definitely the um, you're the, you're the heart of the show. So yeah, the, don't worry. You're you're still needed. I know. I know. Needed. So what <laughs> what's going on tonight? Well, first you have to answer uh, my questions. Did you get a Christmas bonus this year? No, I mean I, I, I'm a commission sales guy. That's just so it, it just no. But like I'm not mad if I'm not getting a Christmas bonus because. The type of job I have, it's just not the type of thing that would happen. You know, did, you get, did you get your boss a gift? Oh, God, no. My boss, I mean, I like my boss and everything. Like, he's probably one of the best bosses I've ever had, actually. But, I mean, I, I'm not going to fucking buy him something for Christmas. Don't don't buy your boss something for Christmas ever. I don't ever. think you should buy your boss like, anything ever. That, yeah, that's bullshit. I feel like you should no, never no, buy your boss this, anything. No, no, just just don't don't do it. Like you don't know what the problem is. Okay, so I I've got roped into that type of shit before because some little fucking brown nosy motherfucker like starts a pool. You know what I mean? Because it's the boss's birthday or it's Christmas or whatever, and they're like, hey, let's all throw ten dollars in, and we'll sign this card, and we'll buy him fuck like. Buy her a bunch of candles or whatever the fuck. You know, it's always bullshit. And just can't say no because I'm out doing it. And then, like, really, the person who, like, coordinated it all gets all the credit and just some fucking brown nosing bad worker asshole anyway. God, that the whole. It should be illegal. It's actually illegal to buy your boss anything. It's sick. In a just world, it would be illegal. So don't feel pressure to do it. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> it's almost psychologically abuse. It's having just, to, I don't know. That's just sick. And, and like giving your boss, like when you think about when they talk about throwing in ten dollars each, you're giving your boss like if you're giving them a gift card, you're giving them like fifty bucks. It's like just that's the last person that needs fifty dollars exactly. on this team. The <laughs> absolute last person that needs money on this team is this boss. And did you do you think your wife wanted a wife's boss wanted to get a car to a casino? That's some that's some degeneracy right there. <laughs> like, I'm just, 
Like, I was weirded like, out by it too. I said, buy her some damn lottery too. tickets or something. <laughs> yeah, like something needs to sit. Like your boss's, your wife's boss's family, like needs to like have like intervention with her, man. Like you're asking for fucking gift cards for Christmas to the casino. That's some next gift, level, like uh, <laughs> gift cards from your workers for a casino. From your like employees, your employee, they're like, what do you want? And you're like, I'll give you the uh, gift cards. Yeah, that's what I'll get you. Dude, it's like it's like asking for like gift cards from like the liquor store, like your weed dealer. <laughs> I mean, weed. I mean, the weed dealers fucking gift cards. If yeah. weed dealers were smart, they would have like no, like if you've had a group of friends, group of friends before, who all had the same weed dealer. You know, if there was like fifteen of you that all used the same weed dealer, if that weed dealer was smart, you would start doing fucking. Gift cards. Right around Christmas, at least, like right around Christmas, if you took gift card, we did. Re- we did at the uh, Cleveland show. Somebody paid for a gumball shirt with a gift card. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, well, they were I'll like, they're like, can I give you a gift card somebody gave me yesterday? And we're like, sure, <laughs> like, I'll take that. It's twenty five dollars. I don't care. What kind of gift card was it? It was like a Visa gift card. It was like that. That is uh, basically handing money to. I mean, that's how people like hand you money without actually handing you the cash because they think cash is tacky, you know. But they still, they still just give you a Visa card. They just get Visa cut out of that deal. What would be really tacky well, start, is leaving. You should start taking. Uh, you start taking like store gift cards. Like if the shirt for thirty bucks, you should ask for like forty bucks in like Best Buy or like, you know, especially right after Christmas. I'm going to to the West Coast, you know. Um, like people are going to get a bunch of bullshit like Best Buy or Home Depot gift cards or whatever, you know. Yeah. Just, just, ask, just, just, just add like twenty five percent to the cost of the merch and just take like all the store gift cards. Because I mean, you got kids and all that kind of stuff. And, I mean, I'll do that. I'll take a gift card. If you want to bring your gift cards in, I'll I'll give you a better deal than that machine at the grocery store. The real tacky move is to leave 50 cents on that thing and then walk up to Brett at the Street Fight show. Like, hey, can I give you a gift card? That's some next, that'd be some that would be cool, though. That would be kind of cool if they did. If we got took like that, that would be fine with me. That That's the culture we've created with this show. That I'm okay with it. You it's know? a hustle. You'd have to respect. Uh, well, no, no. I gotta tell you, I would like you guys need to be making that capital money before. Like, I'd be okay with people pulling that shit on you. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, if you guys were pulling, you know, six figures on your Patreon, like, then sure, like, take take you for your T-shirts or whatever. You know what I, I mean, mean, when people like, steal the show, I'm always like, I always have a little bit of respect for them because they're like, damn, that only costs a dollar. The <laughs> The the bonus shows when people are like, yeah, I have to steal the bonus shows. I'm like, I'll go for it, but it's a dollar a month. You're there's some trouble going on here. Like we live in a fucked up world if a dollar a month isn't isn't doable. I mean, yeah, okay, but I mean, you've been at a point in your life where you'd be concerned about having that money come out of your checking account on a regular basis, though, right? Right. Yeah. Like Patreon. It just it just comes out of your like. I mean. I, like there's definitely, I've definitely this point in my life where I wouldn't want the dollars coming out because that dollar might cost me thirty five dollars. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I, I'm, I'm the same way, man. I, there were times in my life where I didn't want a five dollar recurring charge. You know, if, if it was like I'm going to get what like Netflix was too hard for me to keep in my keep going. You know. 
That was right. like when I first started to feel semi-successful was when Netflix wasn't a pain in the ass. Like when yeah. Netflix came out, yeah. and they're like, all right, Netflix came out. <laughs> yeah, dude, and you're like, you're like, you're telling your family, like, hey, I, my I got like $15 a month coming out of my account. I can handle this. You want my, you want my Netflix login, all right? Yeah. Dude, so you guys, uh, you guys do not stand in solidarity with people with multiple kids. And I've been uh, trying to call into this show for a couple months now, and uh, it's just always too fucking late for me, man. Like, <laughs> like I got three kids, two of them pretty young. Like, this is, this is, this is not a show for like parents. Well, the 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 but, it is for when you listen. The podcast is still there, but I understand that like the time of this show is fucked up. But it's like really the yeah. only time that we won't get the radio station in trouble. You know, mm-hmm. they want us on after uh, ten, and they've been airing us on Sundays for a long time. So it, I don't want to come here on a Saturday night or a Friday night. That would like my wife would hate that. So this is like basically the only time we can do it and not get the radio station in trouble. <laughs> I gotcha, I gotcha. Because we've got them in trouble a few times. We we've gotten in trouble a few times when we used to be on it. When we first started, we were on at eight, and we got in trouble a few times for cussing and not bleeping it because we forgot about it. And then like so, people would get mad in the email chains for the radio station and then they were like so we'll solve the problem by putting you on after 10 and we were totally fine with it and they put us on after 10 and then that just dra- that came to the call-in show it just meant like well the call-in show is going to be at a non-convenient time for people to call in but we usually do okay we're just the east no, coast that, is fucked you know yeah yeah sure yeah that 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 makes all right now that I forgive you. Okay. Oh, thank you. I I, I, I I understand that. So you uh like I got I got a, I'm gonna let you choose your own adventure. I do a uh, I got a um, small business tyrant story. I got a um, shitty landlord story. Which one do you want? Let's go landlord. I like landlord stories right now. You like landlord stories right now? All right, so I um, so I live in Cleveland right now, uh, but I grew up in Cleveland, but I, I lived in Pittsburgh for for a while when I was younger, and I uh, it was like uh, it was like the first time I was able to like get um, like one of those like management company places, where it's like a, like a corporate place, because you know at first uh, when you're real young, like you don't have enough credit to ever get accepted in those places, like so get like this into this corporate place, like nice apartments and everything like that, and I was all excited about it. And, like, it, it, it started going bad pretty fucking quick. Uh, and it culminated in uh, these motherfuckers. I, uh, I, 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 pay, I paid by check. This was before, like, you could, like, have a good, uh, good way of, like, direct depositing stuff or uh, having stuff pull out of your account. Uh, so I, I was mailing in checks. All right. Um, Twelve years ago, or whatever. So I was mailing a check. So I mailed the check one month, and uh, they claimed they never got it. Like, we didn't get that. You didn't pay your rent, and it was like two weeks into the month. You didn't pay your rent. You didn't pay your rent. Um, so they make me uh, pay it again. So I said, like, go, like, like deliver the check to like the correct place with like a fifty dollar late. Oh, that's so bullshit. I'm not buying bullshit. it. Okay. But it gets oh, it gets more bullshit. So they so the new check with the fifty dollar late fee gets pulled out. 
Three days later, guess what gets fucking processed through my account? The but, original fucking check I wrote them. Did, right. did they do it? So, do you know if if they got it before you brought them? I guess so. They had two checks in their hands, right? Yeah. And well, there was a point. Got it. There was a point where they had two checks and they cashed both of those checks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it, so again, I, I I paid the I paid the rent on time. I sent it out a couple days before it was due. It, it was down the street, so it definitely died on time. And probably somebody in the office that is in some pile and they missed it or whatever. They made me pay a plus plate fee again. And then they then they put through my account and uh, they put through the, the original check through my account. And of course, I was living paycheck to paycheck, it overdrafts the hell out of my account. Oh, yeah, um, that's two rent checks. And I. And I had made, I had made like twenty little purchases, right? You know, you go and buy gas or buy a pack of gum or whatever it is. It, it, I, I, I thought I had money in my account, so I wasn't looking at it. Like three, four days go by, and I make all these little purchases. And this, this was back when the banks. This is before Liz Warren got her uh, hands on uh, regulating the banks, and they. Um, they charged, you know, they, they put it through so it, they, 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 they put the charges through so it maximizes the overdraft fees. So I had like, it was like 15 overdraft fees. It was like $500 in overdraft fees that I got charged. What was your negative balance? Yeah. Do you remember? I was like negative, I was like, that was like negative $600, dude. I had to steal from my fucking work to fucking pay for it. Jeez. Like, what I ended up doing. I remember getting a call <laughs> in the middle of 2009 from Chase, because I have a checking account and a savings account through them, and this was like the first six months of Obama's whatever, and they were like, hey, we are required to ask you if you want to yep. connect these accounts. And the, they just made it seem like, I mean, you can if you want to, you know, <laughs> like, of yep. course. Yeah. Why isn't this, you know? Yeah, I I had a, um, I once had the same sort of thing happen where I overdrew to $500 because of a weird check I had out that I forgot I had. A, I hated checks. I still hate checks to this day. I usually pay my rent with them. I have to pay with something paper. And I usually pay with a money order now, so it automatically comes yeah, out of my yeah. account, and I don't have to yeah. fucking worry about it. But I, yep. I had floated a check at one point. I overdrew $500, and then my grandma died, and I inherited like $600 or something from her. <laughs> so I just was like, well, I'm back to $100 now. <laughs> I went and gave it to the bank. Heirs to the Quinby estate. Yeah, I'm a rich man. I come from money, okay? I I come from a lot of money. I'm sitting on a pile of trust funds. Okay, dude, that, that's not even that's not even in the story though. So like, um, they. I'm sorry, I'll be quick. I'm not, I'm not long here. They. Um, so they, this was before 2009, before they even had to like check the team for anything. This was like 2004 or whatever. But so I I got into like a shouting match with the um, uh, property manager over at Iowa. Because it was just like, I mean, it was an outrageous thing. They didn't want to respond to anything. I told them, like, this is what you guys did. You made me pay late fee and blah, 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 blah. And, like, they wouldn't, they would, they refused to cover any of the overdraft charges. I was motherfucking property manager and everything. Uh, and all they would do was refund the um, late fee that they charged me uh, erroneously. See? So, 
And I was, I was really, really mean to this property manager. So like two weeks later, I get a letter from them, and they're telling me that they um, uh, weren't going to renew my lease. And I was like, you know, 11 months into a 12-month lease. So like, we're not going to renew your lease because uh, your car is in, like, disrepair. Is my car. I had been into an accident. The front end was all smashed up. But that fucking thing was like that when I moved in. This was clearly because, like, I... Uh, mean yeah, so like a week before a week before we uh, moved out, we got real drunk and um, got like this, this buddy came over. Uh, my buddy always had this like uh, like honey knife on him. We went out there and talked him into like popping all the tires to like beat the vehicles that they had on site. It was like a big complex, right? Fuck so we yeah. went down there and we fucked just popped all the exactly. Fuck those motherfuckers, dude! Oh my god! They, I mean, they, 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 and they just—they basically stole five hundred dollars from me and got away with it, and were just like, basically, like, well, do us, you know what I mean? And like, who has time for that shit, right? So it, it was. Uh, that yeah, sucks, man. I, ha- I, I yeah. just, I, I checks. They checks sh- should have never been a thing. You know, <laughs> like there should oh, ever yeah. like they were the worst idea. And like my generation and older or young, my generation and younger probably were so bad at them anyway. Like I, I was terrible at them. I just, you know, they're out there floating around. It's just a piece of paper. And then somebody can just ruin your account by cashing it. It's like, <laughs> oh, man, but. But no, Chuck's used to be street fight as fuck, though, man. I mean, you've seen that Catch Me If You Can movie, right? I mean, I bought tons of cartons of cigarettes with rubber checks, so that is true. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. All, so, right. Um, All right, man, uh, you got a Twitter you want to get out there? Um, yeah, I'm going to pronounce it wrong because it's like one of those things I've always uh, only read and never heard anyone pronounce, actually. But it's uh, at Reed Protoon, like the uh, French philosopher's uh, Reed uh, P R O U D H O N, or you can find. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you know how to pronounce that correctly? Anybody know? I no. thought it was Prudhon, but I see the word in my head, Prudhon? but I don't know how to say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But also, more importantly, rather than follow me, get that fucking book called "What Is Property" and read it. All right, it's easy. Read it. All right. We'll take a look. Have a Thanks, good night, man. man. Drop. When I lived on Guam. I knew this guy who would go out on the weekend and fucking light the strip on fire and then call the bank on Sunday morning <laughs> and say... There's something in the next zine about that. Someone, someone stole my credit card. Yeah, there's something in the zine about a guy who, who was like, my card's about to expire, so he took it to a place and he left. And he did <laughs> He just partied than, all night yeah. and he just left the card there. <laughs> all right, let's get this next call and we're going to take a, a break where you people are going to get a moment of silence because I can't play any music. Hey, it's Street Fight. Who is this? Hi, Brian. It's Kath. Kath Barbadaro calling into Street Fight. How are you doing tonight, Kath? Correct. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I just recorded my podcast earlier. And, Re- which uh, one? You do th- which one? I do too goddamn many. I did What a Time to Be Alive tonight. That's a good one. Brett has a t-shirt that he spilled candle wax on and now Gwen wants to buy a new one for him. 
Uh, I feel bad now. If I'd known, I just would have sent it to Gwen to give to him. But I think we sent him another one. Yes. We saw that he... She was he like, like uh, the day he got it, spilled a bunch of shit on it. Playing with his fucking candles. He's a weird candle guy. Well, he's a candle guy? I don't think so. He's a plant guy. Like, uh, he, he loves plants and candles, and they also burn incense in their house. So, okay, just, so he's a, just a sensual man. He is a sensual. You've met him. I mean, he's weird. Uh, he's into weird stuff. That's <laughs> <laughs> why we make a good team. I'm completely 100% normal, and he's weird, so... <laughs> Plants, candles, weirdo. just the weirdest shit you've ever seen. <laughs> He's into plants and fucking <laughs> candles. It's fucked up. So what a time to be alive. How's wrestling? I'm just imagining if you guys are opposites, then like your house just has, it's just plain white walls. Well, and, I just uh, mentioned like this. Nothing in it. I just talked, I just had Yusuf Roach on the show. You probably know him oh, from I know Austin. Yusuf. Yeah, I just had him on the third show and I was telling him how... In my bedroom, there's nothing on the walls. There's not a thing on the wall. And my wife is always like, we need to decorate the bedroom. And I'm like, why? Who the fuck else is going to be in here? Like, who cares? This is where you sleep. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, I feel sorry for your wife in that case. I was just going to say, I feel like like you kind of missed the point of that uh, assertion that you should decorate your bedroom. But I appreciate you sticking to your gun. it just is, it's as I see see uh, maybe you'll disagree with me but I see the bedroom as a place that where I store myself at night. It's like basically a storage room where I go at night and I yeah. go to sleep and then I leave. It shouldn't be comfortable. Well, it should be comfortable. It should, it's a closet for people. It's a, it's a people closet. Yeah. Thank you. No, I think that I think that is kind of a healthy attitude. Like you shouldn't you shouldn't make your room somewhere you want to stay while you're awake. Right. All all these teens on face on Twitter all day are sitting in their room for the entire day, like eating. They get Grubhub and then they sit in their bedroom. And like I didn't know this until I went to New- when I went to New York, and uh, yeah. the, the two times I've been there and went and hung out at people's houses. It's like those people in that city, you're like, oh, it's the city that never sleeps. They got all the culture in the world there. But a lot of the people <laughs> really just sit in a bed and eat Grubhub all day. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're you're pretty much describing my day-to-day life for the most part. But it's because we have roommates. So, yeah. You know, like your room is, is also your only private space in the entire city, really. Right, yeah, yeah. So you have yeah. to make it kind of nice, like... There's nowhere else you can go to be alone at all because there are other people that live in your home that are not like I I really like my roommates but if you have a roommate you always would prefer them not to be there and they would always prefer you not to be there and that's the agreement that you have to have <laughs> I had one for a while and like basically all the problems kind of boiled down to like his friends you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. or his girlfriend. It's like when his girlfriend was over, I was like, this fucking sucks. I hate this. I, I, I hate this. <laughs> I hated her. And I don't even really, at this point now, at, at, at 39 years old, like, I don't think I know why I hated that girl so much. She was just there all the time, I think. And I had to go to work. Right. And she didn't have a job, and she ate my Hot Pockets a few times, and it became this fucking <laughs> huge problem around the house. Now I'm like, I don't even eat Hot Pockets anymore. I could have been more mature about this. 
<laughs> but no, it's that thing of like, you consider this your space and then there's someone else in that space that isn't there by your choice. And so you're going to be more resentful to them than you maybe would be otherwise. And again, I'm saying this as like, I really like my roommates. We get along very well. But like, obviously, if I had money, I would not have them. You know what I mean? <laughs> this, guy, this guy that I lived with, I would have considered him, I would say, for a period of my life, especially right around the time we moved in together, I would say he was my best friend. Like, I lived with him. He was, yeah. he was the second guy I ever lived Like, I, I lived with a buddy for a while, and then he started dating my wife, or my sister, dating my wife. Ha ha, hello. Don't date my wife. <laughs> Please don't date my <laughs> wife, sir. He started dating my sister and moved in with her, so I had to move. That's a, that's a bad roommate if they start dating your wife. That's, that's a no good roommate, I think. I'm against that. I don't want that going on. But he started dating <laughs> my, my sister, and they moved out. And then so me and my wife needed a third person for, uh, mm-hmm. we were trashy, a trailer that we, we were moving into a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> there was already one guy that lived there with two kids, but my money and my wife's money mixed together still with his money still didn't pay the rent. So we needed one more person to live in that trailer. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we all moved into this trailer and uh, we lived together. And then my wife and the other guy ended up moving in together in an apartment and he started dating this girl. And every fucking time I saw this girl, I was like, I fucking hate you. Like, I, I don't yeah. want you. And I was like, it's just no reason for it. It was just hate. I just was full of hate. And I shouldn't have been living with somebody. So now I will never have a roommate. Actually, my sister lived with me for a while and I think I hated her. For a period of time, too. I was just like, I hate you. Like, why are you here all the time? Every time I come to sit down, that scene in Friday where his dad's sitting on the toilet, and he's like, every time I'm in the kitchen, you're in the kitchen, that's how I felt all the yeah. time. <laughs> when I was 20. I, like, no, go, Cass. Go ahead. I, I, like, I lived with my best friend uh, when I first moved to New York. The first year I lived here, I lived with my best friend. And he's been my best friend since I was, like, 12. Like, we, we go way, way back. And it was fun. Like, it, it worked out fine, but, like, it's definitely way better not living with her. And it made me realize that living in New York City, I don't know how anybody stays in a relationship unless they're rich. Because you can't afford a place that, like, you, you there's no way you can live with another person and not be in their eyeline all the time. Yeah. Which is, like, a nightmare. Yeah, and you just, yeah, it it is crazy. New York is so fucking crazy. It's like, if I thought for real that, because we always, Brett and I always say when we visit places, like, why don't people just move to cheaper places? Because it's, I don't have, everything that's in New York is in Columbus, is what we always say. Like, so we have everything they have in New York, except we have less of them. So all this, (laughs) so like the farm to table shit, we have those. We have convenience yeah. stores. We have delis. We have all that stuff here. But, like, I, I do also know that, like, me and Brett would also be probably, I would put the guess at, like, ten times more successful if we were in New York. So it's, <laughs> And we're lucky. You know what I mean? So I understand why people live there. But I, I wish the Internet would, like, sort of democratize that so people could really. Because, like, I talk to so many people that live in New York that do want to not be there anymore, you know? Right. And it's the same with people yeah. in LA. 
Yeah, it's really, it's, it's weird, because, like, it has democratized it to some extent. And, like, I justify living here by saying, you know, well, I kind of have to be here for, for my, enter- like, comedy career, my entertainment career. And that is true, but it also, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be. I mean, you guys are totally proof of that. But I also know people, like, when I lived in Austin, who were making a living in entertainment in Austin, it's more just that, like, in Austin or in Columbus, there's, like, five people who can do that in the whole city because there's only that many jobs. And in New York, there's, like, a lot more places to sort of plug in and get that kind of work. But, like, it's definitely doable in other places. You just have to be more sort of inventive about it, I guess. Right, Um, and your stand-up, you do stand-up, too. And and that is a thing that, like, you can't do that. So I guess you you were doing well in Austin, and you can do it in Austin. And and you can't do that in Columbus. You you can't have a stand-up career here. We tried. And, like, it's just... it's just impossible. Nobody comes to shows here. No, there's not people. I mean, I did talk to somebody from New York recently that said, I don't know what you think happens at open mics in New York, but nobody goes to those either. Yeah, absolutely not. I have, n- I have never, ever seen a non-comedian at a New York open mic. Like, people don't. If you're, if you're there to watch it, you are there by accident. Like, people, if, if there's somebody there who's not going up, I guarantee comics would be like, Oh, oh, there's an open mic happening. You should go somewhere else. Like, <laughs> the only time that's happened it's, here, yeah. the only time that happened here was really weird. Cause so when I did stand up, I did the dirtbag stuff, but this was like very mm. pre street fight hitting. It, this was before street fight even happened, really. And it was yeah. before Chapo. This is 2011. So this is when nothing else is like this exists, you know? Yeah. And I'm up here doing the dirtbag stuff. And when I get done, there is a guy <laughs> at the place that's not a comedian. And I'm standing outside, like, hitting a one-hitter. And he comes and sits next to me. And he's like, you want to, hey, man, you want to go to my car? I got a light bulb. We can do some, <laughs> you ever smoke meth out of a light bulb? <laughs> I was like, I was just kidding, dude. <laughs> just up there telling and jokes. And that's when you knew you were going to make it. It was for you. Yeah. Well, we always get, we would always get really good reactions from everybody, but the comics seemed to hate us. And I always found that really weird. But I think now I, when I think about it, it's just like sometimes, I mean, you know how this is too. Like for some reason, if you, like for some reason, if you're not like doing funny bones, and shit like that in comedy yeah. clubs and, and you're successful in any way or you're different in any way, then you get like a lot of resentment. Like people just don't, yeah. people don't want somebody to do it in a way that seems like cheating. And I, me and Brett cheated. We, yeah. we fully admit we cheated, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's like stand up it, in some ways, like so stand up is very formal in a lot of ways. It's like, there's a, by that I mean there is a very specific form that it follows. It's like a type of rhetoric almost. There, it's very, very structured. Um, and I think because of that, a lot of people who gravitate towards stand-up are much more conventional thinkers than they want to admit because they see themselves as creative. And it is creative. But it also is, is very formalistic. And so I think if you deviate from that form stand up think you're you're doing it wrong or something instead of doing something different or you know 
being more inventive or or engaging in some kind of different medium, they're just like, nope, you're not doing stand up right. This <laughs> right. Is bad. How much of that Which is, is? How much of that is being a purist in the love of the game, and how much of that is just sour grapes? Like, why didn't I think of Street Fight Radio? <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of it is sour grapes for sure. I do think some of it is like respect for the craft or whatever, but like, that's stupid. I mean, it's the whole, people always were yelling about this when Nanette came out too, where people were like, it's not really stand-up. It's like, well, it's not. That's like true. And it's, an, it's frustrating as like somebody who does respect this craft to hear that that is stand-up. And like, if you guys, if you and Brett run around, being like we're stand-up comedians i'd be like no you're not but like you don't do that you do a different thing that's there's nothing wrong with doing a different thing you know it is hard it's though still comedy is still entertainment it is hard to explain to like a square like not a square i always say squares <laughs> like it, it's always that that's like it's so rude of me to say that because it's like wrestlers calling fans marks and stuff but it is hard to explain right. to, <laughs> It is hard to explain to somebody, like, uh, they're like, what do you do live? And it's like, um, I stand on stage and tell jokes. And they're like, so you're a stand-up comedian. And I'm like, I wouldn't say that. I, <laughs> I would say that I'm on stage for roughly an hour, and every minute or minute and a half, you will laugh. But this is definitely, because it's not, I don't, I don't do, I, what I do is disposable, and I know that. And I think that that stand up I mean, is timeless. Is, I mean, disposable is one way to say it. I feel like another way to say it is that it's ephemeral. It's like it's in the moment. It's not like I don't know. I feel like you're not giving yourself enough credit by saying disposable. No, I, but I know what you mean. It's, I think of it like so. The way Brett and I write, and this is I can guarantee this is how you and Rachel figure stuff out too, and stuff like that. This is just mm-hmm. how it's kind of done, and this is what I think podcasts are. Like this is a theory that I'm messing with now. <laughs> is that like when when you decide you're going to do something, you sit and talk to the person that you work with, and you like you sit down mm-hmm. and you have a conversation. I have this concept. It's really funny. Then we sit down for an hour or two or over a period of time or we text back and forth like different part, like that, that thought, just, we have a conversation about that thought over a period. And then in stand up, that ends up being a two minute joke. (laughs) And then this, like a podcast or what me and Brett do is that part, like you get the part where the discussion is happening. And I think that's what podcasts are too. And I think that's why people like podcasts because like they are seeing jokes happen. They're seeing like a joke is being created and happening right in front of you. And like, I think that's, what's exciting to people. And, but I also, that is a, that is one part of what people like about comedy. And I think that's like the logical extension of like the comedy nerd thing you know like the the shit with yeah. like mark Marin talking about the process and all that stuff the logical ex- or the extension of that is this and uh then stand-up comedy is still show business it's still like we're going up here and you know this is all worked out and we know what we're gonna do and we we've perfected this and this is the finished product product and like yeah for me i'm not super interested in a finished product because honestly like i move on fast like yeah there's still jokes that you know i like that we have canon to this show or that there's lore to this podcast 
But, like, the Flat Earth stuff, like, I can mention that on any show and get a laugh. But it's like, man, I right. am so, I have so moved past the Flat Earth stuff <laughs> at this point. Where, like, I'm not following it. I'm not reading it. I'm not looking at it anymore. Right. And it's not something that I'm interested in anymore. And if I was a stand-up, I'd still have to be sort of working that out, you know, or, or making that right. making that into something real. Like, it was just... And I'm fine with people still liking it. Like, I don't have a problem with that. And I'll still play the hits right. on stage. I'll still say the earth is flat or I'll still say barefoot is illegal and shit like that as like a joke. But <laughs> we, like you, you, I just moved on from it. And I found that when I was trying to tell jokes as a stand-up, that the process of writing them became to me like a thing where like I couldn't like what I had done. You know, like once the joke yeah. was worked out, it was impossible for me to enjoy it. And I think it's like when you write a piece for something, like say when I write a piece for the zine, I don't like mm -hmm. it when it's done. When the zine is done and mailed to my house, I'm like, who would ever read this shit? <laughs> this sucks. And, you know, I know that's because it lives in my mind and that it's old to me. Right. You know, I know intellectually in my brain, like, this is all just old to me. It's not funny anymore because it's something that's gone on in my brain and other people are going right. to like this. But I just, like, once I move on, I can't be passionate about it anymore. And I can just remember those last few stand-up sets in front of 11 other comedians where me and Brett <laughs> were just standing on stage. Like, we didn't go up together. But I would do mine and be bored with it, and then I would watch Brett, and he would just look like he wanted to die halfway through five yeah. minutes. And it was just like, well, this isn't for us. And it doesn't have to be, you know? Yeah, and there, there is nothing worse than doing a set that you, like, don't want to do. And it's like, you're just like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like, this isn't interesting to me anymore. Like, it, it sucks. And I think there's a couple things. I think that, like... That is one of the skills of stand-up that I think is like it, it's it you have to learn how to perform even if you're not somebody who is super uh, interested in the like performative aspect of it even if you're like more writing based you have to learn how to be present while you're while you're performing if you want to be a stand-up like how do I make this old material seem organic and how do I find something within it even if it's like a thought I had two years ago that I'm like not interested in anymore. What am I interested in today about this? And that is really hard to do. And sometimes you can't. And when you can't, I, for me, it's like, I've definitely had sort of the fire go out of jokes before where it's just like, this used to kill and it's not killing anymore. And it's because I don't care about it. Yeah. And to, see, to me, that is motivation to turn over material. That's motivation to write more and like when you finally crack something that you've been working on and it finally starts working, like that is the most satisfying thing in the world to me. And you, you do get diminishing returns on it. But to me, that's part of the, the whole process of doing it. So like to me, that that kind of is appealing. But when you feel like you're in a rut or whatever, like I'm so glad I do all these podcasts now because like being able to have a stimulating, funny conversation riffing with people who are are funny like gets that creative fire going in me again, even if I'm like feeling a little bit of writer's block with stand up. But or even yeah, if I, you're, I, but I also if you're in a shitty so mood and you sit, it, like even if you've spent all day in a shitty mood and you don't want to talk to somebody, when you crack the mics, you get to turn into the you, like it turns you into something at least yeah. for that hour, and that's very nice too. <laughs> it's 
so nice. Yeah, it's it's really great. And um, I mean, like today we so we recorded what is time to be alive today, and I hadn't done it in like three weeks because uh, I was like out of town and you know whatnot. So I, I hadn't seen those guys in a while, and I'm sick. Eli's sick. Patty broke his toe. Like we're all in like terrible moods. But then like we started recording, and it's just like it's so fun and it's so enjoyable to like be with other people who are funny and like I, I, I think your analogy of thinking about it like people getting to witness the process of creation of, of comedy and of humor is like very apt and I think being able to participate in that is like very rewarding yeah yeah it is it is I, I like the call-in show because of that I people get to call in and sort of try to be a part of the thing and it's like a, a little yeah. quicker hits but like I I always I I'm very much like I need to I like to have the conversations I like to sit down and have like because I just they're you know it, when you're not doing it and you're in a regular conversation, it's like, well, this could be so much more fun. Because, <laughs> I mean, most of the conversations <laughs> you have regularly are, like, about other people you know and shit like that. And it's just like, ah, fuck. Right. I don't want to sit around and talk shit about people. Because, I mean, that's basically what everything ends up being to me. <laughs> Where, like, in right. my experience, you know? So, <laughs> so I, I've been loving... Well, you're so good at that, too. Like you're so you're so good at like talking to anybody and making it interesting. I try. I'm very jealous of that. <laughs> I, I I try when to do I that. When I worked in TV, it's a good skill. Like when I worked in TV and I had to interview people, I dreaded it every day. Like I hated it. I just I it stresses me out. I think maybe it's because I am a stand-up, so I'm just like too much of an attention hog, and I can't like I don't want to like. Ask the other person questions. I'm just thinking about how I'm going to be entertaining when they stop talking. Bad. <laughs> That's me too. I mean, that, that we did an we did a, a fundraiser last Sunday for abortion, and we had to interview people on stage. And I was just fucking freaking out about. First of all, you're two guys doing a, a an abortion fundraiser, <laughs> and we're just standing up there like, uh, so you know. When they booked us and when they asked us to do it, we made we told them to make sure they had women we could talk to on stage. <laughs> and we just all we did. You didn't book an all male abortion benefit. I feel like that would have been kind of funny. Actually, <laughs> I almost accidentally did, and and like not all male, <laughs> but I almost had Johnny come up there with us from uh, Pittsburgh. Johnny is good. I almost had him come up there oh, with yeah, us. Oh yeah, I love Johnny. Yeah, I do too. We, he's performed with us. He's really good. And uh, we almost had him come up with us. And then when Brett was like, this is like a, an abortion fundraiser for the Socialist Feminist <laughs> Caucus of the uh, of the DSA in Pittsburgh. And I was like, well, what the fuck did they get us for? But then any <laughs> like, but I was like, just can you make sure there's some women on stage? So we just did. <laughs> we just did a half hour of street fight material to get people in the door. And then. Like, yeah. you know, people come in and like our shows are so fucking weird anyway. I still get DMs <laughs> about the one we did with you and Rachel where they're like, you guys, <laughs> you guys must have worked on that thing for a year. And it's like, mm, OK, <laughs> yeah, Aww. it was very hard. <laughs> that makes me really happy because, uh, yeah, I think we talked about that for maybe half an hour before we did it. <laughs> they don't get here's what they didn't understand. I, I'll let them peek behind the scenes here a little bit. 
it was a fucking wrestling angle. So there was already a template, yeah. and we were just able to yeah. lay a template over a wrestling angle and just do it in an hour. But it was fucking sweet. But I remember after that, people it were like, awesome. it was so much fun. Yeah, we got to do more of those. I want to get you in Columbus so bad. I can't believe you haven't performed oh, here yeah. yet. I would love that. I would love to come in Columbus. We'll, we'll talk about it. We're that, touring with people. Awesome. This year... I'll I'm, I'll say this on the air because I think it's definitely going to happen. We're going to tour with people this year, so you're going to be able yeah. to see us with other shows. And of course, you and Rachel are on the list of people we want to ask to do that. Yeah, we would love to do that. That sounds super fun. And obviously, uh, Kath, I'm going to see you in WrestleMania weekend. Hell yeah! I've only bought what one you ticket so far. Uh, just spring break. That's it. Nice. Brett bought the tickets. Brett loved spring break. It was like a transformative experience for him because we were on mushrooms. So uh, we... I remember you guys were having a great time. It was very, <laughs> as someone who was not on mushrooms, it, it was beautiful to witness. <laughs> so we uh, we we are going to that, and then I think uh, if you want to follow us around, I think I'm going to buy tickets for DDT, and I'm about ninety nine. I I'm positive I'm going to go to AIW, and uh, nice. I want to see if I can get some people that don't normally go to wrestling to go to a deathmatch show if there is one because uh <laughs> i think that would be fine if i can get will Meneker to go to a deathmatch show it would make me very happy oh, no, kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> well i will definitely see you at ddp we have tickets for that one i'm excited hell yeah well thanks for calling in kath it's always good to talk to you and uh, yeah, I will get a hold okay. of you again. I think me and Kath might do a third show soon for all you people, but it won't come yeah. out till fucking February. So guess what? <laughs> You're still gonna wait. Well, You're thanks for calling, wait. Kath. It's time for us to yep. do our moment of Good silence. To talk to you. Good to talk to you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right, listeners. I'm going to have to take a break. I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna take a bunch of calls. Uh. You still got an hour and a half, so if you're on hold, we'll probably get to you, I, I would imagine. And uh, I love you. Just don't leave because it's silent, because I can't play music. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. Hey, it's me. I'm back. I'm back in the room. I'm on the phone. I don't know which one of these to turn up for the phone, so I'm just going to turn them both Oh No, never mind. It's the one that's not muted. All right, you're back on Street Fight, the show about bosses and shit. Uh, let's get these calls. Let's get this bread. <laughs> hey, what's up? It's Street Fight. Who's this? Hello? Uh, this is Robert. Who uh, is it? St. Louis. What's up? How Robert, are you doing? St. Louis. I won't look down uh, on I'm you. I'm doing great. I won't look down on you for being in St. Louis. Yeah, I feel yeah. Uh, I was actually the, the submarine guy that called in a couple weeks ago. Oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. Did you make it to the show out there? No, I didn't, uh, but... Uh, I like to apologize. Yeah, I, I like to apologize to the people if they made it to that show, because it was crappy. <laughs> yeah, from what I from what I heard, I'm... I'm glad i missed it we'll, like not not so much that i missed you guys but you know we'll be back and we'll do a real venue next time it's we're not blaming the city for that yeah actually was a, like a really good turnout it was just the way everything happened it was just not an ideal situation for doing a, a comedy show so uh what's going on and oh wait you gotta answer my questions first did you get a christmas bonus uh not yet 
Not yet. Did you buy a gift for your boss? Uh, no, but I, I might wind up. My, uh, my boss, uh, got me the job. Like, he's like an old family friend and he like kept asking me to come work for him. So I finally did it, you know. Oh, well, um, I guess. So I, I might get him a gift as like a personal thing. I'll forgive that then. That's okay. So what's going on tonight? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, I actually, uh, just like re-upped on my, uh, on my stash here. So, uh, that's. That's good. Uh, I've been smoking stems for like four or five days. <laughs> stems? Um, so like I'm a lot more relaxed than I am last time. <laughs> I got so nervous. Um, but uh, yeah, so I uh, actually want to call in about like my workplace. Uh, and like I'm kind of thinking about like stirring up some like union sentiment, right? Like nice. kind of salting a little bit. Okay. Um, what kind of workplace like, is ever, it? kind of. Uh, well, that's that's what I'm getting into. It's a security office. Okay. Uh, and I'm not going to name it because you know, and not that I mean, I'm sure if somebody that worked there listened to the show, it's not going to be somebody that would fucking rat on me. <laughs> but you know, I I don't want to say anything. Uh, but um, yeah. So uh, essentially, what's going on right now, and I've already kind of like stirred it up in like my direct workplace, uh, like in the office that I worked in. Um, because, uh, essentially what I do is I go out and like drive around in the car, uh, go like do inspections on people, which, uh, I'm pretty lenient on inspections, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, like to the point to where I'm just like, yeah, man, like I'll, I'll leave, you know what I mean? Like, it's cool. You're good. Like, um, cause I don't, I don't want to take away anybody's livelihood. Like, you know, that's fucked up. Yeah, I've always felt that way, too. I used to do quality control, and I was, like, the most lenient quality control guy at the cable company because it's like, I don't want to fuck with your job, dude. I don't have any interest in doing that to you. Yeah, it's like, well, and and for us, it's like, I mean, they probably wouldn't get fired just because we have a lack of of manning, which is, like, part of um, why I'm thinking about this. Uh, So, essentially... I, uh, <clears throat> so us in the office, like, we go out, we do the inspections, we do, like, some mandatories, we do, like, any, like, post, like, if somebody doesn't show up to work, we go and fill their spot, essentially. Okay. Um, until we can find somebody else to fill their spot. Uh, and we give people rides and everything. So, like, I interact with, like, pretty much everybody. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they're, they're trying to get us, like, trained to do, like, I'm unarmed, and most of our employees are unarmed unless they're at, like, the bus station downtown St. Louis or, like, at the airport. And people there keep pointing because it's an awful, you know, an awful post. Uh, and, uh, like, it pays shit, but the guards are armed, and I have no interest in being armed at all. Like, I don't want to be in that position. I don't want to be, like, no, like, absolutely not. Yeah, like, um, I don't want to kill somebody for somebody else. <laughs> Well, I, like, I, I don't know if I could do that, you know. Uh, well, it's like... I mean, that and, like... It's they, like they trained us on pepper spray. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Well, it's like... A lot of security, it's like, who cares if they steal something or something like that? It just... It's like, it's not my stuff I'm guarding, you know? 
Yeah, well, I mean, you know, in St. Louis, you know, it's very, you know, I, well, you were here, it's a very segregated city. Like, it is, like, very gentrified, and, uh, like, it's it's bad, where, like, to the point to where it's just, like, the main streets are nice, and, like, you can see, you know, you can see where the actual city is behind it uh, from the street you're driving on, you know. It was pretty obvious, and, uh in the neighborhood we were in when we were there, the, the place we performed in was a gentrified neighborhood because there was like, there were like uh, like regular taco places that were like actual Mexican restaurants that had looked like they'd been there forever. And then there were like these other like more like white versions of those things, you know? What did Brett call them? Gringo tacos? Yeah. Yeah. Tacos and ice cream was the name of one of the They're- places. There's actually a place like in that part of town called Gringo, oh, which cool. is funny. What do they serve? Yeah. Like Philly cheesesteak uh, tacos. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, but uh, I I can only imagine. Um, but yeah, um, crap. Oh, that's my train of thought. Um, anyway, so yeah, I I interact with everybody. They're like training us on pepper spray. Oh, that's what it is. The uh, bus stations in like a very segregated part of town. You know, it's a lot of poor people. And, you know, a lot of minorities, uh, and, you know, just people traveling. And they gave us, like, a pepper spray course, which, like, I was already certified in, but they still make me go to it. But, like, I clocked in for it, and I wasn't supposed to. So, like, I got, like, 14 hours. Of, like, <laughs> yeah. You should get paid um, for a pepper spray course, though, too. Yeah. Well, they luckily, it wasn't one where we got sprayed. Like, I, I got that one whenever I was in the service. I'm like, that shit sucks. I could never do that. Yeah, tear, um, tear gas and they're training it for, yeah, for this for this bus station. Which I'm like, they're like, well, don't use it in the wind. Uh, so, like, I'm guessing they're assuming that we need to use it inside at the bus station with like, you know, a hundred to two hundred people like sitting around just waiting on the bus because some guy did something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, no. like, people people travel with their fucking kids. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for I sure. can't, I, I can't disperse that there. You know? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, I already stirred up some sentiment in the office because they're talking about us like not getting raises for that. But they've been like kind of like doing the tear it on a string thing or whatever for us uh, with with some raises for a while. And so, I'm like, Shit. so they'll say like we think we might give you a raise, and then they yeah uh, so. Yeah, so we, I, I guess, I, I work for the actual, the actual company, and then the, the officers that we uh, have, uh, like, they work for us, but, like, they're contracted out to the, the site, you know. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I work for, like, the actual office, so, like, my supervisor, like, gets work from, like, the head guy, essentially, um, you know, if we get raises in the office or not. Um, okay. So that's kind of shitty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not holding out for anything. But I'll tell you what, if they if they get me armed and I and I start going out there and uh, stirring up some sentiment, uh, you know, I I really we have this lady named Barb, and uh, I'll tell you what, man, if you talk to her, she would break your heart. Cause she is she's about 68 years old. I want to say she's getting social security. And then she's worked for this company for 16 years. She she lives in like this torn down house on the border of St. Louis. Like it's really small. 
the city keeps like fucking her because she's like in a flood zone, but she lives on a hill. But like the way that the flood zone line is drawn, they're trying to get her like flood insurance and shit. Uh, she got robbed like one time because her engine like uh, or she blew a tire and had to get her car towed. She didn't have a spare, and then uh, some car some guys pulled her uh, pulled over and robbed her. She has the worst luck. And she makes like she's worked for the company for 16 years, and uh, makes 11 dollars an hour. Jesus, um, jeez, man. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, 11 dollars an hour. And yeah. uh, how many years? 16. God. What do you start out at, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I make 14, and like I came in and I said I'm not going to work here for less than that, and they were like, oh, okay, you're qualified. So, so she probably started um, when they were paying like nothing anyway. Right, exactly. And like, uh, I mean, 16 years, she probably got hired on making $11 an hour. And like, that was pretty good money like 16 years ago. Right. You is, know? is it like when your reviews come, do they just say we don't have money for raises? Um, I don't know. I've only worked here for about five months. I'm not sure. Are you exactly. worried? So, so like, what sort of steps are you prepared to take or, or thinking of taking? Well, so that that's the question, right? Because I could probably do it in the office, like, pretty easily, uh, as long as I, like, keep it under my direct boss. And, like, if I, you know, uh, run around with a, uh, you know, petition, uh, you know, essentially to everybody, you know, every post, uh, you know, kind of go out there and feel them out that way, you know, see see how they would feel about, you know, the work conditions and everything, and be like, hey, you know, I'm thinking about doing this. Uh, I mean, yeah, it would go as far as striking, but that would, that's a, a hard question to ask because our um, people are contracted out. Right. So I don't, well, so but- I don't know if people, like, I don't know if, like, companies would, or the people that were contracting out, like if they would cut ties uh, during that, you know, I don't, uh, I, I, I don't know exactly how that would work. I mean, I thought about, you know, like uh, essentially every, you know, every year that you've worked there, they can match, you know, give you a 75 cent raise on top of what the site's paying you. If the site wants to give you a raise independently, that's fine. But you are a Wayland employee and we should be paying you, you know. Um, I, I okay. sort of think like, Maybe the <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, whatever. It's it's fine. Like I said, I doubt anybody's gonna Right. Yeah. I sort of think like I I sort of think like in your situation seems like the perfect kind of situation to do that IWW style organizing where it's like, what's the problem? We we need raises. It, it's not like so like maybe a union is impractical, but if I can go around and and. And have conversations with the people at different posts. And I can say, you know, I make this much. Because you, you can be, up, you're allowed to be upfront with what you make at a job. That's not like against the law or anything like that. And you can say, I make this much money. And I, how much do you make? Do you think you deserve more? Let's all get together and go to the bosses and tell them we want to raise. And then next time agitate for health insurance and then next time agitate for whatever the next thing is, that might be your best bet. Because if you're working in a weird situation and it's just who's contracting who, 
then there's nothing you can real then like a union is almost like an impractical thing. Now I'm not like an organizer or anything and I'm very curious about what it takes to kind of get started and what the process general like if you're an organizer out there and you ever want to call into the show and explain to me what it's like to talk to people about starting a union. I, I would be seriously interested in that because I, I don't think we've ever gotten that perspective on the air. And I don't think we've heard a lot of people talk about that. So I would definitely be interested to hear that. And I, I don't know what the best course of action is other than like agitating yeah. for specific things, not a union, because when you start well, saying union, those people, the employees are going to be scary. They're going to get worried about it. And then the, the bosses, you're you're basically putting yourself in a situation well, where you're going to fight, you know? Yeah, well, and, and that's a difficult thing, right? Because I've already kind of done the agitation thing a little bit. Uh, whenever I give people rides, you know, like, I'll, I'll kind of fuck them up. Be like, yeah, dude, they hired me at 14. Like, what are you making, you know? And uh, they'll be like 950. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, no, I was like, have you... You thought about moving around or anything? You're like asking for a raise. And the the problem with it, as far as like agitating a, a single issue, is that uh, since the 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 company can just fall back on uh, since there's nothing to really dictate the people getting paid from our company. It's like strictly contract. Uh, the com- you know the company can be like uh, essentially have a fail safe and just be like, well. Like, we don't do that. You guys need to fucking talk to your, you know, contractors. Okay, yeah. Uh, I mean, that was yeah, so sort no of what... Yeah, precedent. That's what the cable company sort of was, too, was like, well, they always had contractors on the outside. So they had outside contractors and in-house, and they could staff the place with all contractors if they ever had to, if, if a union started to form. And that's what I think prevented that from happening. But, uh... I also think that it's just to like talking to them about a union sounds, I mean, I'm all for it, but it is going to put you in a really, uh, it, it's going to put you personally in a real like situation yeah. with work. And also like the other thing is like, maybe it is just as easy as being like, I make 14, you make 11. Shouldn't we be making 15, you know? Don't you think we should right. be making $15 an hour and then just seeing how that get, how that works its way into the thing, you know, like yeah. you're kind of already, if you're agitating with people already, you're already putting yourself in a, in a weird situation. And yeah. I, and I, re- well, I think that like, you know, you've already taken the step at this point. I mean, if somebody tells on you right now for, for the things you've talked about, you're probably going to be deemed like a troublemaker, you know? Well, so yeah, but I, I mean, yeah, but I mean, fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know. I, I know. I'm, I know the feeling. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just like, I'm, I'm at a point where like, I, I'm just like, dude, what else is there? You know, like I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and she, She's so sweet, and she has such a kind heart, and I, I always hate to ruin it whenever, you know, she's, uh, you know, if she says something, because she, you know, she's a liberal, but she's like, you know, a pop smoking hippie kind of liberal, and she'll say something, and I'll have that eh, moment that you guys were talking about. I love that. And, uh, <laughs> we were talking about that, and she's like, well, why, why, do you, why do you care so much? And I was like, well, fuck, man, like, what, like, wh- why not? Like, if I'm not, like, working towards, like, 
people like fucking being liberated. And I hate to use that kind of terminology because it sounds uh, cliche, but it's like, wait, what the fuck else? Well, you're you doing know, something. I can always for, get another job. You're doing something for yourself too. You know, like uh, there's a lot of times yeah. when you're talking to like a liberal or something like that. You need to. They need to know that there's that you're doing something that's in your self interest too. You know, like they want to feel like, yeah. why would you do this? Why would you put your neck out like this? And the reason is because well, it makes it better for everybody. Yeah. Well, if they if they strap a gun on my hip, I want I want twenty an hour. You, you know deserve I mean? it. You, I mean, yeah. Look, if you're expected to even pepper spray people, I mean, fifteen dollars an hour is look. It's not a lot of money now. Like these no, these companies can afford fifteen dollars an hour, and like, well, that's the thing. Our office is like getting fucking renovated right now. We just picked up like a fucking uh, like seven hundred fifty thousand dollar contract. Like the money's there. Yeah, you know the money's there, and it, it. I, I, I think you're on the right track here, especially if you're talking to people, just talking to people, and then constantly kind of bringing up different things. It, it's really a possibility, you know. I mean, at the at the very yeah. least, you know. I, I mean, I don't know. I, it just, it yeah, feels, I might be getting ahead of myself. It feels to me like you just. You're doing the right thing and you can have these conversations and start to try to move, like start to kind of talk about what, what possibilities there are out there with solidarity, letting people know how important they are because a lot of people don't know how important they are to their job. Like, it's just, most of us don't think like, like, honestly, most of us don't think like you do even like where it's like, I don't. I mean, I, they need me to do my work. If I'm doing this, I deserve this much. Like most people think I'm lucky I have this job and uh, I'm not going to rock the boat and I'm not going to let anything happen. And and the thing that you can do is you can like I was always that that mouthpiece of sort of discontent when I was working at the cable company. If there's a meeting and something came up that you could tell nobody liked, I would be the one that said something about it. And uh, I would be the problem in the meeting because like that was the best and only thing I could do. That was the only thing I felt I could do. And then I, you know, I tried to do some union stuff. And again, if you're an organizer near St. Louis, you know, drop. I'll. I'll uh, you can DM me your info, and I'll try to hook you up with somebody that you can talk to about this sort of thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it works. All right. Well, you have a good evening. You got Twitter? Or anything you want people to know, or do you want to hold off on that since you said your company name? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I plugged it on your uh, last uh, call-in show, so I think we'll go listen to that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, have a great night, right. man. I, I I like talking to you. It, it, um, you're you're doing the right thing. You're you're definitely moving in the right direction in that. Yeah. Uh, thanks, man. I, yeah, I like talking to you guys too. I kept. Uh, I wanted to come out for that Chapo show. I actually I was born. I I grew up in Columbus on like the lower west side until I was like eleven. Uh, and I keep meaning to go back and I want to take my wife and like show her where I grew up and shit. And I'm just like waiting until, you know, the conditions are right. Cause I don't have tags on my car. Cause it's going to cost like 400 bucks cause I got to register here. <laughs> like I got to change my fucking oil. And it's just a whole shit show. But whenever the stars align, I'll, I'll wind up getting out there and see you guys. And you know, as we tell everybody, 
contact one of us and we'll, we'll let you come to the studio and stuff like that. We love to hang out with the listeners. Oh, shit. Cool. Yeah. All right, man. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. Josh just, is in here. Josh gets to come all the time. He's the only person that takes us up on it, right? I just barfed up my Kratom. Nice. Nice. You want some Dramamine? I have some. Did you? No, I haven't done it, but I do. I've been. Dramamine makes me sleep so good. Yeah. That now I'm like Johnny Dramamine. Is I am. Um, I used to do. Uh, I used to take Benadryl at night to help me sleep, but that stuff. Uh, when you take enough of it to make you sleep, it makes it's weird. Like I wake up and have to pee a lot, and then you feel like yeah. slightly hungover on it the next morning. Yeah. But Dramamine, it's a. It's a cleaner high. Messes with your pee, though, still. They all mess with your pee. All I, right. don't, I, I haven't had that problem with uh, Dramamine. All right. Let's get this next caller in. What's up? It's Street Fight. Who's this? Yo, it's Dick Terry. What's up? It's Terry? Is this Terry? Terry, baby, Terry. I love Terry's. What's going on tonight, Terry? I have a mischievous worker slash small business tyrant story. Hell yeah. All right, let's hear it. At a guy, at the first goddamn Jimmy John's ever in Delaware. <laughs> you know what? I love I love like stories about Jimmy John's because they like the IWW has really focused on them. So there is really? a lot of mischief. Yeah, you can go uh, if you have a local IWW they really focus, uh, at least the ones in Minneapolis and uh, Saint, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and all those places, they've really, like, zeroed in on Jimmy John's and focused on it, and uh, it, it's it's really cool. I, I really love it. So, uh, so it was a franchise you worked at? It was for a small business tyrant. Yeah, franchise. All right. Uh, I'm naming names. His name, Russell Lehman, like the Lehman Brothers. Ugh, what is with that name, Lehman? I got evicted from an apartment yeah. called Lehman Estates or something like that. Lehman Village. Did so. you ever meet Jimmy? You said it was the first one. <laughs> no, dude. We had his stupid face up. Like, he was a honk in the 80s. Like, I'm, I'm a gay dude, and let me tell you, he was hot. Jimmy Johnson, like, get it? In every single store... Kind of like how Subway has, used to have Jared before uh, the whole uh, thing <laughs> yeah. with him. Before they don't have like, Jared anymore. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. No, sir. Like, I, I'm I'm the biggest undercover business tyrant fan in the world. Oh, really? And, yeah, dude. I It, it made me, like, I, in 2010, it made me, like, a leftist. Uh, I was watching with my, like, Republican parents. And I was watching like like the the Boston Market episode where they expire a guy, and I'm like, I'm, I'm this guy. I'm him. I hate customers. <laughs> I do too. I do too. Anytime they're like, you know, I can't believe this person said he hates our customers. I'm like, everybody hates customers. Nobody likes the customers. Yeah, dude. Customers are the worst people in the world. That's me. Knowing Absolutely. that I'm a customer sometimes, right? Like I'm a customer, but I am when I'm a customer, I am the lowest form of human on the planet. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So so this business tyrant, like he owned like this is the first store in Delaware. And I, I was working there as a, a delivery driver. 
that was my job title, but I, it was bicycle delivery. We had to, like, bike everywhere to deliver everything. Ugh. Yeah, they have those it guys was, around no, here. I'm one of those weirdos who wanted to do that. I wanted to do that. Like, I, I didn't have a car. Like, I, I, this is how I can make, like, almost a living wage, biking. And it was the first one in the whole state, so it made good money. But the reason he's a bit of a tyrant is, like, I got this job for one of my friends, but every single time someone no-call, no-showed, he fired them. See, I've had that happen. I've had, like, that has always been the punishment that I think every job does that. A no-call, no-show is a firing, unless... No, the job I work at now, it's like, it, it, I work at, like, a corporate place now. I don't want to say say what it is. Like, we're at, like, a restaurant's a way better job. I'm in, I'm in, like, I moved out. I'm in Olympia, Washington right now. It's great. Like, speaking of, uh, are y'all still doing that tour? I already asked off on the 5th and 6th, so I'm, I'm trying to get, to, Seattle, to get the Seattle show and the Portland show. We'll be at both. Yeah, we're going. Well, it's, Hell it's, yeah. The flights are booked. The hotels are booked. The yeah. car is, Hell yeah. the rental car is booked. We are coming to the West Coast. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm going, to, I'm going to be at Seattle and Portland, so you can't reuse the jokes. <laughs> well, you're going to hear some of the same stuff, but generally, like, the way these lot these... So, like, we, especially with Seattle, is a new show. Like, it's something we've never done before. So, you're going to hear the first version of it, and then you're going to hear the second version of it. <laughs> so, it'll be, I, I, who knows what it is. So, so, we haven't written it yet. But, like, the way that it works is we sort of decide what we're going to talk about. And this is how it worked last time. We decided what we were going to talk about in Chicago, and then... We did a rough approximation of that in Minneapolis, and then a better approximation of it in uh, in Des Moines. And then just as we went, the show gets tighter and stuff like that. But we do it like roughly about half of the show is audience participation, so we can't do the same shit over and over again. Oh, okay. <laughs> Word. Okay, but back back to the story. Like this guy. Um, Russ Lehman, he'd, he just kind of hire his buddies. Like he was like probably 35 and he just hire his like stupid college buddies to be like managers and assistant managers of his like six stores. And one of them, his name was, his name is Rob Gore. And he was like the most racist guy I ever met. Like he was an assistant manager. He's paying like nine eighty an hour or something. And he'd just be like, whenever someone wouldn't get a tip, he'd be like, "Was it a black guy?" Oh and I, boy! Oh boy! The like, worst. like this is just like this, like yeah, this was in Delaware, dude. Like this is, I'm just like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like he just had beef. Like this manager had like beef with everyone. So what I like to do, this is the mischievous worker part of the story, is that I was a delivery driver. I like rode with my bike, made tips. It was great. Uh, whenever we got like a phone call, I, like I had to take orders too. Whenever I got like a rude customer, I'd like tell them to like fuck off. <laughs> like I'd be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, have a great day, suck like my dick, and then like I like hang up, and then I like walk, I like take a delivery and walk out the store. And then, like, they'd be like, can I see your manager? Blah, blah, blah. I want to. Who, who did this? And you know, then you have to they'd call back asking who did it. And, like, they'd ask to see the manager. And I'd just be outside the store laughing my damn <laughs> ass off. 
<laughs> when they say, can I speak to the manager? The best thing in the world is to say, I am the manager. And like, uh, then they, have I, to... I never had this. I never had the stones to try that. Yeah. I did that once at the call center. I worked at, uh, I was being an <laughs> asshole to somebody and I knew I was being an asshole on the phone cause they were rude. You know, it's like, yeah, I know, dude, this person's rude. I was working at a call center and I would just straight up just be like, and mean, just because what are you going to do really? And then they would say, let me speak to your manager. And I'd be like, I am the manager. Then, and of course they would call back later and I would get in trouble for it. But it was always (laughs) funny when they had to deal with being like, I can't get, I can't even get a manager on here because this guy is saying he is the manager. (laughs) Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, dude. Like, I would never, like, why, because, like, we didn't have any, um, uh, like, you didn't have a login to any account. We just had phones. Like, this guy was cheap. It was just phones, and, like, we had, like, a little computer system, but, like, there was no, like, ID codes or anything. Like, it was, (laughs) I did that at least, like, 15 times. And he's just like, I'm sorry. And he's like, who the hell was on this phone? (laughs) And... Like, me and my buddies would just be, because uh, I worked here with my free, like, three buddies who all got fired before I, I eventually, like, quit. Because, like, my friends are all a bunch of jackasses, and we'd all do this. Like, I just, like whenever I see someone, like, slam down the phone and run out this door, I'd be like, oh, man, here it comes. <laughs> that is fucking awesome. If you're working at a gym, there's no login. If you, there's no login, you can, you're free. It's like uh, they, yeah. they've released the uh, shackles from you, and you can be whoever you want. This guy deserves it so worse. He he was the dumbest in the worst. His yeah. name is Rob Gore. He he eventually like got moved around for being too racist to like oh, one of the Mexican uh Mexican employees, but. Like the manager moved him back because he because he was like this is uh, too far away from where I work. Yeah, yeah. So like the owner moved him back. Yeah, there were yeah. a lot of guys at the cable company. There was this guy that in my first like week he pulled me aside and told me a racist joke. And, like, he just basically thought I was his buddy. So he would just, and, like, the thing that always makes me sick to think about, because I never said anything about it, and now when I think about it is he used to, he, I hate that, I hate to, like, even, like, say the stuff, but he used to call uh, the black employees Mondays, because he would say nobody likes Mondays. And uh, that was his joke. And he would just run around all day saying, I hate Mondays. And everybody would be like, yeah, I do too. And I was like, ugh, this guy's just being racist right now. That's so stupid, dude. Like, no one's going to figure out my code. Yeah, yeah, it is a (laughs) stupid code. But I think people knew. I I think he went around and told people that he thought were his friends or that he could trust. You know what I mean? And I had kind of started to dip my toe into doing, I wasn't doing comedy, but I had talked about doing comedy and everybody thought I was kind of a funny guy. So, uh, uh, therefore, you gotta, you gotta be like down with his, his like super, his super just obvious and not even thought out racial jokes. Like, yeah. black people are Mondays. Who yeah. can figure that out? Yeah. So, I always, but, I, he, he would tell me jokes constantly. Yo, name, name this guy's name on air. Mm-hmm. Name the fucking name. I can't remember his last name. His name was Rodney. I wish I uh, remembered his Rodney. last name. That's such a Rodney move. Rodney, he was the warehouse manager. 
and it, so he was a manager too. <laughs> these people are always managers. I know. These, these people. <laughs> I know. Well, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's part of how you get there. That that's how you know. That's like when somebody says there's no more racism anymore. I'm always like, well. <laughs> Ah, yeah, there is. Like, you, if you're me, you yeah. get to hear it all the time, you know? Like, I didn't know at the time. Like, I should have said something at the time, you know? And I always think about it, but it's like, what are you going to do? I, I couldn't do anything about it. I mean, they would have <laughs> rather fired me than him any day of the week, you know? Especially if I started causing yeah. trouble for him. Yeah, especially this guy. Like, this is the same situation with, with my with my ex-manager, Rob Gore. Like, he and, he was just his buddy. Like, it didn't matter what I'd say. Yeah, you couldn't like, really do I anything. Like, there's, yeah, like one time, like he was, like the like he was also getting paid like less than ten dollars an hour. Yeah, that's but, what I like, heard about that other, place. Is Jimmy John's? They make a, like everybody a manager. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude. Oh my god, dude! Like Jimmy John's manager, like us. They hated the bike delivery drivers because it was the first one in Delaware. I was making it was making minimum wage plus tips. Like, when I first started, like, 2014, I was making, like, fucking $20 an hour a night because of tips. And they knew this, and they hated us because they had to do all of our tips because they didn't trust us to do anything. So, like, there was this one black employee named, uh, not, not named, he was, let's call him Tarod. Uh, and, like, Rob Moore, like, it would be like three in the morning. We're just like doing dishes and sweeping up, and he'd be like, "Tron, you need to pull your pants up right now in my store." Yeah. So I'd be like, "Your store?" Like, like I, I loved him. He was my hero. He was he was basically Sky from Undercover Boss from the <laughs> Buffet episode. He yeah. would just be like, "It's your store." I think y'all make like what like ten dollars an hour, and, and like it's like I like I don't see your name on it, and then he'd just get so mad and send them home yeah. but he, like none of these none of the manager could fire anybody <laughs> like every like like Tarot didn't want to do any like the closing work because like you weren't getting tips for that and he'd just do that like every night he'd be like I'm gonna get Rob pissed tonight yeah he was the best yeah I mean he just, and he, then he'd he, just be like, anything you can get back from those people you know and any kind of anything you any way you can make their life hard is always great yeah and Rob would, like, say to me, because I feel like these people, like, racist managers, like, they'll be, like, they'll confide into you their deepest racist, racial prejudices before they confide in you what, like, what their last name is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he was, like, telling me, like, all this, like, racist shit, like, before, like, you don't know my last name, dude. I know, I know. Like, I know, This that was the same thing with me. They just look at a white dude of a certain age, and they just, they they think you're cool with it, you know? Yeah. Well, thanks for calling in, man. That 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 was really cool. I got we yeah, got to get peace. some more calls in. Yeah, peace. I'm um, looking forward to seeing y'all in uh, Portland and uh, Seattle. We'll be there. I just requested off work, so I hope I, I hope they give it to me. All right, we'll be there. Uh, uh, come up and talk to me after the show. One more thing. One more thing. Y'all, y'all, y'all did Sky dirty. Like I think one of you called him a bully in the description. Like Sky from Buffet World. He's a hero. He's not a bully. He the was a bully. guy is just a pussy. I don't know. He's not a bully. I, I, I don't think. I, I think. Oh, uh, this entire is propaganda. It was it's anti-worker propaganda, it and they didn't show all the other contexts which, which was going on. No, I agree. Sky is a good person. Sky kicked ass. I would say. I love Sky. Me too. I was trained by Sky. Exact, 
Real quick before I go, I would, like I have a great job now. I work for a corporate place, but I made like fifteen, ten dollars an hour as a dishwasher, and like it fucking rules. And I was like, I was trained by a clone of Sky. I swear to God, yeah. they're the best. But like, thanks so much. Peace out, dude. Later, man. Good night. Peace yeah, out, you got like a mean employee that like yells at yells at you when you first start. It's like, you know, J- Jimmy Johns could get it. Yeah, Today I learned. Yeah. All right. We gotta we gotta roll through these now. Everybody that's on hold, we have about fifty minutes left, and there's a bunch of you. So I'm gonna see if I can get you all. So be concise. <laughs> oh shit! I almost dropped that oh. call. Hey, what's up? It's Street Fight. Who's this? We lost one. We got Skelly. This person waited fifty minutes. Fifty three minutes. I'm gonna give them time, do, Josh. Do, I gotta do, give them time. You you owe them that because you almost fat fingered it and banned them. I almost dropped the call on them. Yeah, I think they're gone. I thought, well, well, next person. Gets... Hello, are you there? Oh oh oh, hello. We're here. We're here. Woo! That was close. What's going on? Who's this? Oh yeah, sorry about that, man. Uh, I'm I'm gonna have to go, Terry, on this. What's up, Terry? What what's going on tonight? Nothing much, man. Um, just calling in. I got a few stories about some uh, trash bosses. Okay, cool. Let's go. Um, yeah. Um, like uh, one of them. Um, I worked at. It was like a. It was a temp job. It was a terrible job, and it was eight dollars an hour. And basically, it was uh, you know, the opening scene from Laverne and Shirley where they're watching the bottles go down the line or whatever. <laughs> yep. It was, was kind of like that, but it was we we made those Clorox wipes. Okay, okay. So and, you're watching and, the, the, and, the round little thing just roll by on a uh, on a fucking conveyor belt. Did it smell good? Yeah, exactly. It was it was that, and then we would have to put the cap on, but it, like we didn't press it down. You just put the cap on, and then the 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 bottle would roll down, and then the this other machine would like press press it on. Okay. So it was just put it, putting the caps on, and then it was a miserable job, man. Oh yeah. And um, at the end of the day, they would have uh, bottles that were rejects. So like the labels were messed up, or if um, the can was crushed or whatever, or something like that it would go in the trash. Okay. And um. And the supervisor one time, he he caught he caught this guy that, that was like trying to uh, get get the bottles out of the trash and take them home or whatever. Okay, that seems fair. To and me. he was telling us he was telling us the story like all proud about how he caught this guy, and um, he told him you know you're not allowed to take those home or whatever. And then he actually came back at, at night. And sat in his truck and like watched the dumpster, and I, and the guy came back to to get to get the bottles out of the trash, and this guy caught him and like called the police and everything, fired him, and everything. Like, what, and it's just like who was it? Just like a mid level manager? Like was was this the actual like plant? No, no, he wasn't. He wasn't like the owner or anything. He was, yeah, he was just a mid level manager, and and That's then he was telling us that the next. He was telling this the this story the next day with pride, and then people were like, I mean, I guess you know people got to kiss ass or whatever, or they feel like they're obligated to. 
and everybody was just kind of like, like he was a, treating him like he was a hero or whatever. And I was just like sitting back, like who gives a shit? Yeah. Like I, like I wouldn't care at all. It's garbage. Like I mean, I would have helped them. I would have helped them put that shit in the truck. You know, I wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah, it's trash. They throw it in the truck. He here's what was happening. I'm sure what. If this was like, I, I I don't know if this was in the time, but he was probably just selling them to like cleaning companies and shit like that. And they would buy them and use them. And then he would make a little extra money because they were paying you $8 an hour. Yeah, probably. Or maybe he was just using them at the house, you know, or, or whatever. I mean, I, I mean, whatever that guy was doing with them, like, who gives, who gives a shit, you know? I, like, I know. <laughs> Can you imagine being proud of, like, waiting in your car when you're off the clock? Like, you're off the clock. You get off. You could go home and be with your family and sit down and have dinner with your lovely partner and, your, and their kids. And you can, you know watch uh, read a story to your kid before they go to sleep <laughs> and instead you're sitting in a parking lot waiting for a guy to steal trash i bet that i bet that idiot felt so good about himself yeah yeah oh, he, he felt did. so good i mean yeah. well he probably and, got and, and all I kinds remember... he probably got all kinds of like they probably i mean I, i'm uh, correct me if i'm wrong but that was probably all anybody talked about at work for like three days right <laughs> Like oh yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know. I quit. I quit like pretty much immediately after that because it was just <laughs> like an abys- It was an abysmal job, man. It was soul crushing. Was it a temp job? You you got that through a temp service? Yeah, yeah, it was That's, a temp I, service. And then dude. even when I got it, even the people at the temp service were telling me, um, we got this job, but the turnover rate is so high. I don't even know if you would want it. You know. Yeah, it was like they, the temp service was trying to warn me away from it. So, you know, it was bad. Right. I did a few temp jobs and there was this one one day where they just sent me to a parking lot in front of like an office building and they dropped off all the cubicles for the office building. And we had to go and get them and take them inside to the place and like put them together. And they were paying us seven dollars an hour to do it. And this dude just spent all day screaming at us. He was like the meanest guy. And it was just like, he knew we weren't going to be back. Like, I didn't go back the second day. I was supposed to go back a second day. I was like, I'm just not even going to fucking go. Because uh, the other temp job I got was at the Bath and Body Works warehouse. I worked Mm. there. And I uh, was a box maker. And I never got another job there. The whole time I was there... I stood at the end of a pick and pack line and made boxes and pushed them up on the line. That's it. That was all I did. And I, and just like you, man, that was miserable. <laughs> see, I I don't know. I I guess my brain is kind of broken. Like I could I could do that shit all day. I just it's not good. I, I mean, it's like it's it, like what he was saying with the bleach bottles. It sounds like something you could do forever, but when you're yeah. in the act of doing it, when you're on like hour six of it, you're like, "This fucking sucks, man. This is like the worst way oh, yeah. that I can spend my day." Yeah, you couldn't, and you couldn't listen to music or anything. It was uh, like yep. they just wanted you to like, concentrate on this bullshit. Yeah, you could. You're, and they would yell at you if you talked, probably too, right? Like you'd be trying to bust exactly, balls with your exactly. coworkers, and they would yeah. get mad at you for that too. It's like, I, I, yeah, I remember one time. Yeah, we were laughing about something. Me and then the manager, the same, the same asshole, was like, 
what's so funny around here? Why, why is everybody laughing? Get to work, you know, that, that type of shit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's really like, I worked at a job a long, like when I first, like, uh, probably when I was 19 and it was at a, pl- a mail sorting place. And it was basically these really long lines of machines that sorted mail by zip code. And you had to walk up and down all day and just put a thing in a box that had the zip code on it. It sounds like the easiest job in the world. It's, but, like, it was eight hours every day of just that. That was all you did. And you couldn't talk to anybody else because if they caught you talking... They would come over and yell at you. They had like a point system there where they could give you points for talking. They could get like, so it was like, you just don't even like, there's no solidarity because you don't fucking know anybody. You know, I was making $6 an hour. So uh, you got another one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got a couple more. Um, uh, the next one is, uh, I used to work in a warehouse, which. I mean, you know, I think you guys have worked in warehouses too, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> me and Brett have. Yeah, I mean, so, I have worked in a in a few. Brett was more the warehouse guy, but yeah, yeah. So you already know the dynamics, and then it was like I'm out here in Arizona, so it's it's ruthlessly hot out here, and um, you know they got no air conditioner, nothing like that, and then we used to have to flip uh, pallets, you know, because they needed the items sorted so you'd have to get the the shit that was the stuff that was underneath the bottom you'd have to flip it so you'd just be sweating dripping sweat mm-hmm. and the manager would be ta- the manager would be telling us this is why you should go to college guys you guys should have gotten yeah. to school uh, like things like that like just just talking trash you know like well we're working you know it's just one of the most he was like arrogant see, just like just just ruthless see i think you should be able to tase those people <laughs> Well, for me, it's like the you should have gone to college thing. It's like you should be able to get that job and just have it for like that job should pay you enough that you don't have to go to college. Somebody's got to do it. And somebody it has to get done. You don't have to go to college to do it. There's plenty of people that don't want to go to college. And there's plenty of people who just want to do eight hours and go home. You know, they don't want to live their whole life with work. I mean, I basically, my job is easy, but like I am always at work all the time, 24 hours a day. I'm always at work. I feel like I'm working all the time. And like, it's a different kind of feeling than I had when I had a job that I could not care about the rest of the time. I go in eight hours, get out, have panic attacks about it for a few hours and then kind of get high and calm down, you know, but like. So there is a certain, it's a benefit in a way. There are people who feel it's a benefit. And I would, I would be one of those people. There are people who feel it's a benefit to not have to be at work. Like that my whole job yeah. is just this warehouse for the eight hours I'm here. And when I leave, I don't want to do anything. And like those people should be, they deserve a living wage and they deserve insurance and shit like that. And honestly, I mean, if you're in Arizona or Texas, I don't see how they can, I, I can't believe it's legal. Well, I can in Arizona and Texas just because the, the politicians there, but I can't believe it's legal to have warehouses without air conditioning. That seems, that, that seems brutal. I mean, there's probably yeah, it similar. was brutal. It, it was brutal. I mean, even the UPS man would be coming through delivering packages and just be soaked to his armpits with 
just sweat, you know, like, cause they don't have, they don't even have, uh, they're not even allowed to have air conditioners in the truck. Yeah. Okay. We can do, we got one more. We got time for one more. Oh, no, no. Yeah. But, but, uh, so one time and this was like a good, good show of, uh, workplace solidarity. I was, uh, on the forklift and, uh, I was taking a pallet off and I got a caught like in a corner and the box ripped and like all these nuts and bolts and screws and everything just fell to the ground. And that same manager was there and he just started laughing and he was like, you know, like you guys are gonna have to pick that up. And, uh, I just hopped off the forklift and me and a couple coworkers, we just hopped in my car and we just drove away. Still remember <laughs> that dude's face watching us, watching us drive off the job. And he was just looking at us with his hands up like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's uh, fucking awesome, man. Well, thank you for and calling then, in. And then, uh, oh, real quick, man. Let me Go get for this it. last one. Go um, for it. This was, uh, this was like right out of high school. The, the same, like, uh, like all I get is shit jobs apparently, but, uh, this guy Me too. was, uh, he was the owner of like a pizza place and, uh, it was like a pizza place and he only hired me because uh, I worked for like a rival pizza place and then I guess he wanted, I, he thought I had insider information oh, or something shit. because <laughs> like when I went, when, when I got the job, he promised me all these, you know, hours and, and all this other stuff. And then when I got the job, he was asking me like the other the other places like you know how do they make the dough how do they make the sauce and it's like i didn't have nothing to give them because it was all proprietary stuff you know what i mean the stuff just came in, in bags yeah. but um you just they get it if you're working at a fucking chain they get it in a big bag and you just dump it in a thing <laughs> yeah exactly it's just a big bag and it just says you know pizza sauce mix or pizza sauce pizza dough mix or whatever but this guy thought that i was gonna like tell him yeah yeah two teaspoons of yeast and uh, and a cup of flour or whatever but um but they had an ice cream they had ice this guy was a was a trash human being he would have also been caught up in the me too movement because he was uh he would hire nothing but like uh cute high school girls too so oh, of course. Uh, that's the only reason i mean it was only cute high school girls and then me from high school but only because he thought that like i thought you know like i had some kind of a uh, info insider information insider info he's but, trying to um, do corporate espionage with you <laughs> yeah yeah and then uh this place also had a um ice cream station and he said he wanted us to get the ice cream cone and just put a scoop of ice cream on top. Don't fill the cone, he says, because, you know, that's a money money waster. So just put, like, a big scoop of ice cream on the cone and then give it to the customer. And then, of course, no, nobody's going to fall for that, you know, So because they're watching you fill the cone, and then you'd be putting one scoop on there while he's over there looking over your shoulder, and then the customer's like, you know, can you, can you fill the cone up? Can you put some ice cream in the cone? And then he's he and then he's over there reprimanding you like yeah you know like you you idiot you gotta oh. pull the cone up oh man I hate dudes like that that is the most cowardly manager move managers do it all the time too they'll be you'll be doing something they told you some ridiculously stupid cheap thing that they told you to do <laughs> and and then they'll be like oh, I can't believe you're doing this really cheap thing God what's wrong with you. Yeah, that guy was trash, man. I, and and it was like a third 
I think it was like a third or fourth uh, com- uh, business that he he opened, and they all went out of business. And, <laughs> but, but the last time the last time I was in town, I saw him driving a truck, and he had another business's slogan on the back of his truck about carpet cleaning or something. Oh man, he's just a small business guy. He's just a hustler. That's what he is. And yeah. But, and the thing is, like you're you're like part of you is like I kind of admire the hustle. That you've somehow been able to get money over and over again to open a failed business. <laughs> but uh, it's also like you're a manager. And then you're like, when he's your manager, then it's hell because he, he's a hustler, you know? <laughs> yeah, we, we robbed that guy blind, too, though, after. I mean, like, I, I took everything from, from, from that place, man. Like, they used <laughs> to make sandwiches. So so we were at the house with those big turkeys and roast beefs, like, that you put in the, sli- the slicer <laughs> just making sandwiches. Just cut, just cutting, cutting, cutting meat off of those, and yeah, it was it was good, man. Like, uh, yeah, because because also too, they didn't even um, they didn't even they, it was like a five percent discount for working an eight hour day for uh, for a meal. You got like a five percent discount, so yeah, I, I didn't I didn't even feel bad, man. Like, yeah, no. every, at yeah. the end of, at the end of the shift, I was just chucking chucking big turkeys and roast beef into the back of my car. <laughs> No problem. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking kicks ass, man. 5% discount translates to please steal from me. Yeah, just steal the stuff. Especially in a restaurant where you know I'm making the damn food. Of course I'm going to yeah. get the food, you know? Well, thanks for calling yeah, in. Those sure. were great. Those were great stories. All right. Right on, man. Thanks. Um, yeah. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate you, man. Your show gets me through a lot, man. Oh, thank you so much. I, I'm, I'm glad we can do that. I always got to leave the phone on while I'm getting complimented. I can't (laughs) hang up on somebody in the middle of a compliment. What's up? You're on Street Fight. Who is this? They've been holding for a while. What? Small business tyrant. I'm going to let you know we're going to need you to work back to back closed opens. And if you can't make the mandatory 7 a.m. meeting tomorrow morning, your request for overtime pay will be denied. We will be discussing new standards that will be met manager pay increases. Remember, we're all in this together, brothers. Woo! Thanks for calling. Yes. <laughs> oh, what's up? What's up? Uh, how's it going, guys? Great. Who's this? It's uh, Steve from uh, Lawrence, Kansas. What's up, Steve? How's it going tonight? Oh, it's been great, man. Uh, we've just been uh, listening to the show, uh, kind of going in between, like, like watching it on Twitch, and I also I've also been on the uh, on the line for like for a while, uh, listening to uh, everyone. I'm embarrassing tonight. on Twitch tonight because I'm like, I, I gotta tell you all the truth. I'm sort of nervous without Brett. It's it's weird not having yeah. Brett on the air. <laughs> I hope I don't it's, look it's, like it's, I just puked because I did. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I feel bad for yeah, because I mean, like you, yeah, I feel bad for uh, uh, Josh because like yeah, he lost it with the, with the kratom and stuff. You feeling better, dude? Uh, I I'll, I'll make it. You want some drama, man, dude? Make, all right, good. Well, what's going on tonight? Oh, uh, not a whole lot. So, uh, well, oh yeah, first I guess to answer your questions, uh, no Christmas bonus, but uh, I don't have to I don't have to do a gift. I'm getting pressured to do like a secret Santa thing. Are you doing it? Uh, but uh, I don't think I'm going to do it. <laughs> people are the people who refuse to participate in the Secret Santa are the troops. To me, because <laughs> I always did it. Thank you. 
I always yeah. did it, like, because I felt, like, insane pressure to just be a part of it. But I didn't want to. I don't want to buy anybody at work anything, you know? If you got to, oh, the move that's is... That's the thing, is, like, I like the people I work with, but I'd honestly just rather, like, smoke weed will come and, like, instead of uh, doing this weird, like, uh, stand thing. I don't know. I like, guess it's, yeah. it's kind of weird, especially since, like, uh, like, I'm already, like, I'm already, like, having to, like, do a, uh, I'm doing a secret standard group, uh, thing for my Dungeons & Dragons group, so that's, that's totally separate, but, like, that, that's, that's the thing you do for your friends, that's nice. Yeah, you gotta hear I what I got, call. Brett. You okay. guys are gonna be like, dang, Brian, you're really generous. No. Okay. Damn. Damn. <laughs> he's my wife. He's my, well, he's my that's husband. My wife is my wife. The, the street fight polycule. It, it, I mean, me and Brett are basically married. We share a bank account. That's, I mean, <laughs> that's serious. I don't know. I know married people that don't share a bank account. We share a bank account and we spend the holidays together, right? I mean, we basically are in the same family. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm sorry. So, what's up? So, what are your. So, since the holidays can be like really busy for like people who work in customer service. Uh, I, uh, was just curious, though, like, what are your, uh, since, what were your favorite things to do to get away from, uh, the fact that you're supposed to be, uh, helping out with a busy, busy, uh, like, a very busy environment? <laughs> like, one of my favorite things to do is just listen to podcasts, including you guys, uh, a little fun game. But, like, what was, like, like, if you had to do anything for, like, and I don't know how many, like, customer service jobs you had to work, but, like, what did you, uh, did you, like, do anything to, like, kind of, get away from like having to deal with customers or anything like that yeah i mean isn't that all customer service jobs though like when i worked at uh i worked at a call center for a while yeah and everybody's goal was just to get off the phones Mm -hmm. your whole day and your whole the whole time you spend at a call center is spent getting off the phones and uh i i i went to the bathroom a lot but i also would say i'm hungry and I would, I'd be like, I'm so hungry. I got low blood sugar. And then I would go hang out in the break room for like a half hour. But like, uh, most of the time, like the stuff I did to get away from, or, or like at, when I work customer service jobs, which were all my jobs, you know, I, a cable company is a, is a customer service job. Like I worked all service. Like I never didn't. Yeah. And like, I like my favorite thing was. I, I just said that to the last caller is like busting balls with the other employees. Obviously I don't want to mess with people who are like not wanting to be messed with, but I like to just have a group of friends at work that fucks to fuck around with. And I always find them every time I get there. And you know, you, you just, I, we were making long poking sticks at the call center. I worked at one time where we were standing, we were taking post-it notes and wrapping them around each other and we were poking each other from like three or four rows, and like we ended up getting trouble for that, obviously, because they didn't love that. But stuff like that, I like screwing around at work. I, I think that's the main thing I miss from going to a real workplace is like the camaraderie of like screwing around with the other bad employees. You know? Yeah. Uh, like one of the best things, like uh, I, I was. Um... When I, back when I worked at Price Chopper, which I think I've talked <laughs> talked about previously, uh, sounds like I, a fake uh, business. 
Yeah, I know. It sounds, it, it, yeah, it really does sound like a big business. I love, it, I love that name. Uh, I've lived like a block away from the one I lived at. So basically, like, what I would do on my break is I would just, like, I would do, do this more often, like, when it was, like, winter. I would, like, just drive to work, even though it was, like, a block away from work. And I would just drive back and just, like, smoke weed and play video games on my 15-minute and lunch minute, and lunch break. And so that way I, like, just would, would just not, like, I, that was my way to escape, like, customer service completely is just even though we weren't supposed to leave during our 50 minute breaks just i would just leave because right. i was just so close being in and i could just yeah yeah for like about 10 minutes of that i could just really to be honest i would spend 15 minutes i would always be just be you know late all the time yeah. back to my breaks and, like, and you know it's not like anyone would really ever care especially yeah. when it was like, so busy yeah I'm so, sorta, like, that, that, I, I i i know that feeling of like any minute that I spend in this store or on the store grounds makes me feel like I'm on the clock. And especially if you're wearing a uniform, people will ask you. They don't care if you're on break. I don't care if you're sitting at a table oh, yeah. smoking a cigarette. If they got a question, they got a question, and you have to answer it for them. Like, you can't just be like, hey, I'm on That's break. Leave me alone. You don't even have to have, like, a fucking uniform on. Like, basically, you if they just know that you work there, you're there, like, like – Every now and then, like, if you'll say, like, maybe shop at the place you work because you're, like, hungry or whatever because, you know, you go, like, you work at a grocery store or you, like, work at a restaurant you decide to, like, take care of, take uh, advantage of that, uh, that, like, employee discount or whatever. But then people want to, like, ask you questions even though it's your day off. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, you're clearly, like, you're, like, talking on the phone with someone and, like, not even, not, like, definitely not in a uniform and, like, wearing sunglasses and, like, not even, like... Not def- definitely just not on the clock. People will still like come up to you and ask you questions and stuff. Yeah. So it it's sucks. worth it to find it. So all those little moments just get away from that and like yeah, go find go find something to do. Yeah, like go listen to a podcast like part of a podcast for a while or like just go like uh play uh Candy Crush or some shit or whatever. Hell yeah. Well thanks for calling in. I I, I that yeah, I man. appreciate it. Ha- have a good oh, yeah. evening. Have a good night, y'all. Night. All right, I, so the longest call on here has been waiting 35 minutes. I'm going to take this call, and if you're still on the line, then I'm going to, like, I will uh, try to get you, but at three hours, I'm cutting it. I got to cut it at three hours, folks. Take I'm sorry. I love you as a person, and I love that you called, but I'll talk to you next week, Okay. But if this goes quick, then I'll get you all, right? Hey, what's up? This is Street Fight. Who's this? Oh, shit. Hey, oh, I didn't think. I thought I had longer. No, hey, you're, the, um, you're the guy. I called. Oh, my gosh. I'm the guy. Oh, I feel so. Okay, I'm trying to get out here quickly. But um, first thing is uh, I called before about um, getting getting set up by a regional manager. Okay. And I didn't. But uh, anyway, but I didn't realize on that episode, two other people had already called in with the same story. <laughs> that was weird. Well, it ha- a lot of these are universal yeah, things. A lot of you these know? are shared experiences. Yeah. I know. And uh, literally, like, the last, the last caller, I was just like, yeah, I leave the store when on, my, on my break. Yeah. Go to my car, go into the, like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a supervisor, so I have the office key, so I just sit in the fucking office. Yeah, turn, just, shut the door and lock it and just sit in there. Don't mm-hmm. talk to and me. Hit and, and hit a vape as hard as I can. Hell yeah, yeah. For 10 minutes. Fucking vape <laughs> There man. you go. 
They're they're great. You are, you're, yeah. CBD drip and a coffee when you go in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's hard right. for me. CBD always makes me more tired than I expected to. Yeah. I put like, I have like a four to one because it's legal out here. So. Hell Just, yeah. Like a little, to, little pep in my step. I'm going little to some coffee, legal though. Places. Coffee breaks you up. Yeah. I'm going yeah, to all no. the places I'm playing on tour are legal. I'm excited. No. Yeah. I, I, I have to admit that I've, I've been a bad listener. And, and I don't get to call in on Sundays because I usually work until 10. And so that you, well, you guys are, it's 1 a.m. by that time for you. Yeah. But, um, so anyway, but, uh, I, I wanted to call, or I wanted to call mainly because, um, the thing I've been, I've been thinking about is the Earth Strike. Have you heard about that? No. I don't I know haven't. if you guys have been talking about it. I haven't heard it. Okay. So it's just like, I don't know. I've, I've been thinking a lot just about the climate yeah. and, uh, and the thing is, is that like, if they're like, for in, like in the, in the, I've been listening also to the revolutions podcast, like nonstop. And it's just like the idea of like historically a big actual mass movement revolution thing will only really happen if like shit gets really bad first, you know? Yes. Yes. And so like, so anyway, so like, I just think that like, well, cool. If the, the climate change, the climate, if we don't stop the economy, like degrow our economy, it's just going to keep getting bad. Yep. So, and I think that's probably just going to happen first because like today they just decided to ignore the report. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so basically, yeah. Oh, uh, which say go, go ahead. I, I do. I, I do. I, I do know that like it, things have to get like the average person has to feel it. And that's not like necessarily mm-hmm. happening here. Like the average person is pretty happy and has a pretty easy life. But when the climate, mm-hmm. when, when climate disaster starts happening more and more, then mm-hmm. everybody's going to feel it. And like that's, yeah. I mean, even people who feel it don't believe that they felt it either. I think that's another thing that people yeah. don't talk about enough is that like, like there are people who got, you know, who had their whole life ruined by Hurricane Katrina? Who don't tie yeah. that to climate change at all? Right. Yeah, and the, well, I think too, it's just like the the idea, like the connection of that, like growing, like fundamentally, our system is because we're pulling profit and we always have to be producing more, like for the future. They're always pulling more shit out to make more money, and it's always affecting the climate constantly. And it's just the capital, like the end of capitalism is going to be destroying, is going to be really a horrible tragedy. But anyway, so like maybe revolution can happen as that goes. But the the Earth Strike is supposed to be next year in September, a worldwide general strike. Nice. Well, uh, I, I, will, so, uh, I will definitely, that's a good like long time to set the groundwork for something like mm-hmm. that like a lot of times when we start talking about general strikes we're talking about doing them in a month or something like that so yeah there's a lot of concerted effort toward the earth strike i think it's possible i think we could make we could definitely make a dent in the economy if yeah. we do that. and you're right about the degrowth there's- thing too i mean we joke around about you know, under communism, we're all going to get an iPhone. But I got to tell you, we're not all going to get a lot of stuff. Like some of this stuff, mm-hmm. some of the luxury items, like they can't exist anymore. They're going to go away. We don't need them. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. have to. All, yeah. We can't. We like, like I was, I mean, I'm, I'm 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm mentioning a bunch of other podcasts, but the ashes to ashes thing. Then they're saying like, if we really want to stop climate change, we have to stop like flying planes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. For, it, I mean, for, you not all. It's day. for real. Like it. Yeah. Like yeah. Like we gotta like like seriously. Like if we were serious, like and actually wanted to really like it. So it's just like. But anyway, so yeah, so also the topic is, um, we, <laughs> so like socialist survivalists, <laughs> like, yeah. I think that we should also, I think that the movement is we need to like, I think that that is, I think that that can be a universal big thing internationally, like an international, like the thing in France right now, like it's re- like we have to focusing on you know, one, doing everything we can to actually stop the climate or like, you know, prevent it or slow it down because like the climate report they let out didn't take into account like a bunch of shit that's going to make it worse. Yeah. And like, yeah, like when the permafrost melts, fucking, it's like a... Exactly, yeah. yeah. The methane and the permafrost. 20 years worth of methane at once. Right, yeah. that's like... 20 a- years at once. That's like a huge tipping point. I, I don't know. I think about this stuff and I realize like I'm part of the problem in admitting this. But when I think about this stuff, I just want to put a fucking shotgun in my mouth. I, I feel just, helpless. I, I exactly. Not, I try not. Yeah. To, I try not to think about it. Yeah. I mean, I feel if it's to, if it's if it's any consolation, like that's the point we need to get to because we have to either feel like if we don't do something, we will die. That's you true. Know? Yeah. Like, that's really, that's and we, really what it is. And, like, when, like, degrowth is such a, like, a, a key word when it comes to this, because we don't, because it's not, it sucks. You know what I mean? Life is incredibly Demi- easy yeah. for a lot of people right now. Like, I have the easiest luxury life too. that you can have for Me the too. amount of money I make. But I, I mm-hmm. also understand that I have to, that, it's going to take discomfort for all of us. Like these things have yeah. to change. I shouldn't have an easy life. I don't, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be able to, to uh, burn resources the way that I'm able to, to make my life feel better. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, point, you can see. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's just things we all do. I mean, like you talk about air conditioning. Like, nobody wants to live without air conditioning. Fucking nobody wants to live without it. But it is no. technically unnecessary for most people to have. I, um, That's life-saving, yeah. When I lived on Guam, I was a facility manager. So I was kind of plugged into, like, reports on energy usage. And um, Anderson Air Force Base, like, 40% of the electric bill is climate control. Yeah. Holy shit, yeah. No, there's two episodes, like, like there's two other podcast episodes, like, Chapo did one, and I think, maybe Citation, but, like, how the military just destroys places, just bombs the fuck out of them. Yeah, pretty much, uh, like, pretty much every, uh, every United States military base is a fucking super fun site now. Yeah. Yeah, and they're all connected. Yeah. Yeah. And they they're connected to, like, debt peonage, and, yeah. Yeah. Fucked. The fucking the um, but no um, shit. Yeah, do that. Anyway, I I I'm high as fuck, so I probably just I'm just rambling. But I I don't know. Well, that's for- yeah. So I just think that yeah, I just think that that should be like a, a cry is we need to protect ourselves and get ready because otherwise it's going to be a bunch of the fucking Bert from Tremors 
<laughs> like, uh, like, uh, like, like out in the world, like, like Cl- Clive and Bundy <laughs> or whatever. Just, just fucking guys with like guys, like just literal fucking psychopaths with like eighty fucking guns and enough MREs to just fucking live it out and just riding around like living out their fucking fantasies. We can't let them be the only people to po- repopulate the earth. I'm like, with you. We've got to build the, we have to bu- build Anaris. <laughs> I'm with you. you. Know, I like, love that. I, I, I love the sentiment and I, I'm with you. Uh, thanks for calling yeah, man. in. Thank, thank you for calling yeah, in. I hope, appreciate yeah. it. All okay, right. You have a good one. You have a good one. You too. Fucking Bert, man. I don't, I haven't seen Tremors in a long time. Let's get, I think we, uh, let's, we'll see about the last two. Hey, it's Street Fight, what's up? Ah, well, he's on mute. This person is on mute. And once you're off mute, you'll hear us and we'll all sit and have What's up? What's up? Who's this? Hey. Hello? Uh Uh-oh. The connection's bad. Do, do. The government's shutting them off. Mr. Skeleton. Is what's happening. He's not a skeleton. I think uh, the government's... Jim, what's up? Jim, what's up? How you doing tonight? Oh, man, I'm doing all right. I just got fucked up. I was on a uh, some weird headphone thing. But, yeah, what's going on, man? Not a lot. Uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about my open challenge to Paul Ryan. Okay. Right. Don't say anything uh, that's going to get you in trouble or me in trouble, please. <laughs> oh no, this is not a this is not a it's not a thing like that. This is a mutual combat situation. Oh, okay. Uh, a while ago, I challenged Paul Ryan. I mean, he doesn't know, but this is just in the out in the out atmosphere or whatever. But I challenged him to mutual combat because. Here's my whole criteria. Paul Ryan goes to the gym every day. He's a big, swole, jacked-up asshole or whatever. We've seen those awful pictures. Yeah, yeah. We've all seen it. Like... He's kind of a hunk, And, you know... No. I mean, I'd fuck him. (laughs) Big Rage Against the Machine fan and a hunk? I mean, look... I mean, he's not really a Raging Machine fan. I think he just saw The Matrix, and at the end, he's like, "Oh, it's a cool song." Or oh, whatever. this is this is rocking good. He stuff. does. He said he was him. He's a Rage Against the Machine fan, and John Kasich is a Lincoln Park fan. Both self-professed said those words, so they're definitely. I mean, not has lying. I mean, has John Kasich ever drawn Gundams in like the margins of his notebook? I don't think so. That's <laughs> well, a true like, Linkin Park fan, brother. <laughs> With Kasich, that's I think that might be a hot couch thing because I think Linkin Park has uh, they're big in the hot couch world. Well, they don't cuss. True. That's another reason oh. why John Kasich would like them. They made a big deal about how they didn't cuss. Oh, God. So there is you that go. true? Back that to, is very back, true. Back to boxing, Paul Ryan. Yeah. So I so, feel like. You, uh, you want to box him? Yeah, box him like in in a gym, you know. I like, like it. He's in, he's in the gym. I like it. He but should like, be allowed to do that. This seems like the way to do it. If you want to have physical confrontations, if you oh, challenge I'm them, they'll like, take you up on it. Then you got yeah. it. Yo, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna beat the guy up. Like fuck a town what, hall what meeting. Is what, is, what about a cage yeah, match? I'm, yeah. Hey, brother. Listen. This is just Queensberry rules. Boxing, all that bullshit, you know. 
I but like here's it. the draw. Like Paul Ryan, he yeah. works out all the time. He's Jack. He work. He wears those dickhead sweatshirts and backwards hats and all that or whatever. But yeah. those are I cool mean, drinks. I don't go to the gym. I'm, I'm drinking a I'm drinking a tall boy right now. Okay, so uh, w- before we get off, I go, I, I'm going to try and get these last two calls in. If Paul right. Paul Ryan, you got to box him. You want to box him? If he takes you up on it, is there anywhere where he can contact you, or should he just use the NSA to find you? I mean, he just needs to go on street fight. He needs to return the call on street fight. All right, call in next and week if we'll you want to fight it. this. Want to fight Jim? Okay, Paul Ryan. All right, the whoop his ass, Jim. If, if you if you two book Paul Ryan, can I please can I please sit in? Can I be third mic? I'll book Paul Ryan and let you in. Hey, Hello? It's, it's street fight. What's up? Who's this? Hey, how's it going? It's great. Uh, I just wanted to talk about um, that whole climate change bullshit. Um, yeah, fuck that guy because this shit don't make sense. And fuck Freddie Mercury because that guy is fucking gay. Um, uh, I treat Mother right. Earth like it's a bitch. Um, so I think he, that guy was stoned just... out of his mind. And I think... Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> later, later, bud. What's up? You're on Street Fight. Who's this? Hello. What's up? Who's this? Hey, this is Jay from Indiana. Don't prank me like that last guy. I just got pranked, and now I feel like a real fool. Yeah, that guy seemed like a real dickhead. He he waited uh, 30 minutes, I think, to, to do that. So, yeah, so, I mean, so. I've been listening to the show the whole time just to talk, talk about my old shitty manager, if that's cool. Hell yeah, let's hear it. So, when I was 17, I got a job at Hot Topic, and I had the most incompetent, shitty manager I've ever had at any place I've ever worked, and she had me working under the table at a Hot Topic for two fucking months. How did they get, how did they get away with that? I have no fucking idea. I'll tell you, I was 17, so I was an idiot, and I was like, hey, Ingrid, when am I going to get, like my paycheck and she's like hey well we just don't have the time card like when we get the time card we'll get you paid and so i'm like 17 and dumb as hell just take this and so i'm buying it ask me next week pardon just take this nirvana t-shirt ask me next week i mean i would have taken the nirvana shirt over you know just what ended up she ended up trying to pull what did she try to pull Well, so, like, we finally get my time card in, and I'm like, cool, so I'm going to get this money. And she's like, yeah, of course. And I was like, cool. And I later asked her, I was like, when am I getting the money? And she's like, well, you know, it's going to look weird for me if I pay you for two months of work on one paycheck. (laughs) So I'm like, this is uh, fucking bullshit. And I've never walked out of a job before. And I was about to just walk away because I was like, they're paying me minimum wage. They're not giving me that many hours. Like, this is bullshit. But I'm just going to fucking leave. And uh, my mom texted me and is like, hey, how's how's work going? Because it was the first day after Christmas. And I was like, it's shit. I'm, I'm going to leave. Did, did your and, mom get all uh, at you? Did your mom get all mad? Like, you can't just quit. No, my mom calls me and just says, I'm coming in. 
What happened? Because my mom's fucking my my mom's a fucking comrade, and like she came in, she fucking yelled at fucking Ingrid and made my manager cry (laughs) in front of me. It was fucking amazing. Like I was, I was like, I was called in to tell this because I was talking with my mom about it. I was like, Mom, that was badass. That was fucking great. And like. She made my manager cry, and she walked out and screamed. She's like a tiny, docile woman, and she just walks out and yells, I want to punch something. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Mom is and, like, my awesome. manager's crying. She's fucking badass. Yeah, like, I dreamed my dad fucking would... shout out. I dreamed my dad would stick up for me like that someday, and he never did. And my, my, parents, my parents never stuck up for me once. Like, they would have got mad at me for quitting a job. But did you ever get, no. like, two months of pay? I Eventually, I did, yeah. Because the, the weird, like, you know, that bullshit, like, debit card that they give retail employees, they, like, send, like, for your first paycheck, they'll send you some, like, weird fucking, like, pre, like, like prepaid debit card thing. Mm. And they sent it. And it was, like, it was only, like, 200 fucking dollars to, you know, minimum wage. And they're not scheduling me it was it was like i've worked some shitty fucking jobs but that one just sucked so much because of management and like dealing with like like christian soccer moms and shit and i believe that yeah i guess well because like you know you got you got to buy the shirts for the like little you know the little rebel kid and like they're always talking at me about how like you know, isn't this like a little explicit for my kid? And I'm like, I, I just work here, you know? <laughs> you don't have to yeah, fucking buy it. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't have to do it. Like, I'm 17. I'm trying to move out of my damn house. Like, help me out, which I don't know why I ever did that because my mom's fucking awesome. I should have just stayed there. Well, you can't stay there forever. You got to like, uh, you got to like have that life outside or people think you're weird. Yeah. You're not to stay forever. Yeah, it was a good call. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, th- thanks for calling in, and thanks for not pranking me, dude. Yeah, th- thanks for taking my call. Fuck that other guy, right? You're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that. I think he called back just now, but I dropped it. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Nice, man. If he well, calls hey, back again in two minutes, I'll take it. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> do it, man. Fucking see. I feel like it's that moment where you wanted to say something to somebody, like where you wanted to be like, I should have said something clever. And See, I didn't say anything that, clever. That didn't you know? that didn't strike me as the intro to a bit. Yeah, he was just going to keep saying stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to... Oh, shit. Well, that's a sign for me to get out of here. See y'all next... See y'all in the basement.